Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, good again. Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're killing <laughs> What's me, bro. good with you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. Going down, do do And sugar will go in down swinging. I'll be your number one with a bullet. A loaded gun complex, car getting bullet. We're going TD Podcast back in the building. Um, jam-packed episode. We got B, we got K Morgan here. Um, no Mac tonight, but we have an episode filled with drink of the day, college football, a huge college football week, um, NFL recap and NFL preview of this week as we get into the playoffs, um, little Christmas movie action, and we had a big UFC fight. So um, here we go. Let's get into it. So starting with drink of the day, um, Kona Big Waves. Have you drinking these before on here? No, right? Maybe. They're our favorite. They're our favorite. So, so we probably. Go to Kona Big Wave. First drink I have when I land in Hawaii. Nothing better. No, I love Kona Big Wave. Solid. Yeah. yeah. That's my B-dubs drink of choice. Anytime I'm at B-dubs. You gone to the brewery? Yeah. Unbelievable. That's How's on that? That's on Big Island. Um, it was cool. We got to tour the whole thing. But when we were there, they were in construction of a new one. So they're making a new badass one. Ours was kind of just like old and... It was a cool experience. You got to try a bunch of beers they don't usually have. Funny thing about that, the brewery's in Hawaii, right? But they bottle and ship all their beers out of uh, Portland, Oregon. So they'll bottle. If you're getting a bottled beer, if you have a bottle of Kona and you drink it in Hawaii, that beer was actually brewed in Oregon and shipped to Hawaii. So fake. Crazy, right? That's so fake. Fucking liars. But <laughs> if you have a, like a tap beer in yeah. Hawaii of a big wave, that's from the brewery. So all the kegs and everything, but they're gonna bottle it. They bottled it out of Oregon at a. I I don't even want to drink this. Yeah, frauds. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorites though. Big uh, dinner beer for me. I like it. You know, nice meal. Night out. Yeah, um, I'm with that. I feel like they're almost like a, almost like a special occasion for some reason. Yeah, like it's, I got to be doing something. No, at least somewhat decent for some reason. If I mean, if I see it at the gas station or it, it's on tap wherever I'm at, that's it. No, I like them. Big but like. Big, big oak drink all mine. Now we're in my fridge. When <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, right. But like, I just like feel like I'm drinking like an 805 over this if it's like a normal day. I agree you know with I mean? that. I, I for some reason I have that same mindset. Like this is like I'm dressed up when I'm drinking these. Yeah, I'm at a nice dinner. Yeah, I'm at like a dinner. Yeah, I can't agree with you. Okay, I feel all like right. I just we drink. don't have to agree. Yeah, no, just the, a personal thought. These are my these are my go tos. Well, they're solid forever. All right, so that's a drink of the day. Um, college football. Wow, what a week. Um, you know, last week was kind of the same thing. We wanted some momentum to build for this week. For this week. Conference championship week. A um, couple housekeeping items we have to go over first. We'll let K-Morg start with it. Um, college football recap. Here we go. Yeah, I can't stress this enough, guys. This is this is what we've been waiting for. This is the culmination of, you know, at 11 weeks of college football of deciding and um, factoring in who's going to go where. And now we're at the conference championship weeks. We yep. are... It is time. Like, it is two verse three, one verse seven. You know, Ohio State plays 14. You know what I mean? Like, this is it. This is the big week. This is what we bet. This is a better's paradise. Yeah. It's big versus big constantly. So, um, I'm obviously fired up. I know all of our listeners that are really big into college football feel the same way about this. But a couple things about the recap from last week. Biggest one that I just want to address real quick. um, Auburn coach Gus Malzahn gets fired. So, um, been there for eight seasons now. He's been to a national championship with them. They lost to Florida State. Um, he's had good teams. He's actually had pretty good su- success against Nick Saban's Alabama team in comparison to a lot of other coaches in the SEC. So 
I find this to be a little bit of a shock. How do you guys feel about this? I kind of saw it coming. I mean, he didn't. We kind of talked about it earlier in the year. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he was on the hot seat. He just they've been they've been showing the same product for the last few years to me, where it's like play good defense, can't move the ball. Well, I you know what's funny is though, it was a couple of years back. Remember when they had Nick Marshall at quarterback? Yeah, skinny guy. They had Trey Mason at running back. Like they were fucking good back then, and. I hate to say it, but and I, I know I'm the bone. I'm on the I hate Bo Nix bandwagon train. I'm the fucking president CEO of that company, but I I don't want to say he's the reason he lost his job, but like I think that's what I think the athletic director and the presidents end up seeing. They're like, okay, the product you're putting out on offense with this quarterback is not getting it done. You need to mix something up. I truly think if they would have at least tried something else halfway through the year. And again, I don't know how good their backups are or anything, but mix it up. You were right. unsuccessful all season with this with this quarterback and this offensive system. You lose to South Carolina, who's got two wins. You know what I mean? Not impressive. They, want, they go in six and four. It's a winning season, but they play too many close games against really bad teams, and right. they get blown out by Bama. So, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I, I, was, I was shocked, but I think it's the project of you didn't, you didn't change it up. You let Bo Nix lose your job for that, that's you. That's exactly how I feel. And that, I mean, that's on him. Mm-hmm. Dude, last year they had a good defense. They had two first-round D linemen that kind of carried them with a bad offense again with, you know, Bo Nix. And they've got a legit running back. Tanks Bigsby, freshman running back, is an absolute stud. He's going to be, you know, top two-round guy. That, and that wide receiver. Seth Williams, that receiver. He's pretty good. They've got guys. They're just not get, distributing the ball well this year. And mm-hmm. I'm, I hate to say it, but like I said, I don't think you're, you're – most important player on offense was getting it done yeah. for him. So but, it's I, but I was surprised. Twenty $20 million dollar buyout. Twenty million dollar buyout. Amazing. So he's for chilling. Him. He's chilling. Um, he's great. I think he'll be a great offensive coordinator somewhere. Maybe he gets right. a. Maybe he goes down. He'll get another job. I think he'll get another head coaching job. I think this Auburn job is very interesting now when we talk about yeah. who's still available because, you know, Hugh Freeze. They talk about again another guy from Ole Miss that's now at Liberty. He gets brought up again, and I think. They've only fired this coach if you have someone in mind, personally, because he's not exactly. It's not, I like, think so. it's not like Auburn was terrible. True. You know, they were very, yeah. they're average this year. They're going to finish third in the SEC West. So it's just one of those things. I think they they have someone in mind. Either it's Hugh uh, Freeze uh, oh, or maybe yeah. Steve Sarkeesian, Alabama offensive coordinator. Ooh, that's a name. That's no, a name. I think the AD has someone Larry locked in. I I feel like Sarkeesian's a name that I feel like would only leave if it was something like an Auburn. Like that's a huge job. A lot of rumors say he's going to stay until Saban leaves, but who knows when that's going to happen? There's been no real determiner when that's going to be. You almost jump on an opportunity like Auburn. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a top. 12 job in the country top 10 probably yeah. close in that range so that's that's hard to come by they're always a team that competes yeah mm-hmm. yeah i national i mean ml zone will get another job i don't think he gets another job in the sec but um if i'm arizona if i'm illinois oh yeah i'm on the phone with him tomorrow a lot of yeah we've, we've missed out on a lot of coaches that we haven't talked about um yeah lovey smith over at illinois Sumlin over at Arizona. I mean, Arizona gets absolutely blown out. So it's kind of deserving. 0-5, not really competitive. So a lot of jobs up in the air. I think Arizona gets on the phone with Gus Malzahn. They should. I think that'd be great. Or Illinois. I think that'd be great. Those would be great spots for him. Interesting conversation that they've been talking about is, do you get a specialist as your head coach or do you get somebody that is able to recruit and motivate? Because you look at kind of where head coaches are in college football. It's like you have your specialists like, you know, the Chip Kellys or the Ryan Days at Ohio State. But then you have like 
the coach O, who was like an offensive line coach, good recruiter, or like a Dabo Sweeney special teams Herm guy. Edwards. Herm Edwards, yeah, motivator, things like that, Harbaugh. You know what I mean? Or right. you get the specialized one that can take care of an offense, like a Sean McVay, and then you just hire a great coordinator that can take care of the other side of the ball. It all depends on your program. It depends on what you need out of your program. If I'm, you know, Illinois, I need a recruiter. I need a guy who's going to get recruits out of the city of Chicago from going to Notre Dame, come to Illinois, come mm-hmm. to Champaign. I need that recruiter. But if I am Notre Dame, for instance, I can have a specialty coach because the brand recruits the, the, itself. Yeah, the brand's already there. Yeah. So, I mean, it all depends on what institution you're at. I'm with you there. Yeah. And I think it's it's a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. Um but Arizona is one of those schools. They're getting out recruited by ASU. <laughs> they're getting out recruited by UCLA. Yeah, those are teams that got Colorado's, Utah. Mm-hmm. Those teams have kind of been better than them in recent years, and there's no excuse for it. Arizona used to have a good poll. They did out of Southern California. Yeah, they did well out of Arizona. They kind of split it with ASU, and yeah, Sumlin well, just kind of shit the bed. Yeah, Rich Rod was there. They were they were decent. At yeah, times. they were decent. So. Regardless, that's a, another huge coaching opportunity that's open. So yeah. look for that to be a you know a big headline name that comes out in the next coming weeks. Martin so, Lewis may be there. You think? He is Arizona resident. I know it's Tucson, so it's a little far, but that's uh that's interesting. Is that ESU right now? Yeah. And then Marvin Lewis, Henry Edwards are boys, so that's yeah. a interesting. Okay. I mean, but then I've heard Marvin Lewis in the NFL, so that that we'll make that make the pack a little fun. We'll have to talk about yeah, that definitely postseason. Cool. Sorry, anyway, but moving forward, back to the actual games itself. 17 North Carolina absolutely dominates, beat the absolute shit out of number 10 Miami. 62-26. to 26. Rick, I, I'm with you, Steve. Uninterested Miami. I think North Carolina is one of those teams that I compare them a lot to the Chiefs, that they can just absolutely put it on you with points, and you're so demotivated at that point, you're just like, fuck it. We're, we're done. We're not we're riding in the playoff. ACC already called us out. That's yeah. it. Here's my thing, and I think this is the biggest difference between the NFL and college on field stuff, is you're not paying these kids. NFL, they're 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 this is their job. They're collecting a paycheck. Regardless of what happens, they have to show up every day and they perform. They in college, they're playing for conference championships, national titles, bowl games. And when you kick a team in the nuts, like Miami got kicked in the nuts, when you say you have no chance, there's nothing you can do about it. These 19 through 20 year old kids, they're not gonna they're not gonna respond well. If you have a, a master motivator, who I think Manny Diaz is fine. I like Manny Diaz. But these they're young kids and you take away an opportunity for them, even if it was a little opportunity. You know they've been preaching it all year. Win the conference, win the South, win the ACC South, give us in there. Um but I mean there's no South this year, but when you take it away from them without them doing anything. It's just a they, they looked like defeated this week. Yeah, and I and I think North Carolina exposed a lot of weaknesses for them too. Yeah, like I said, Sam Howell played an absolute ball game, but they also ran for over four hundred yeah, yards. Yeah, they, both they running ran, backs had two hundred yards. Yeah, yeah, they ran the ball. They all went over crazy. That was nuts. That was yeah. And it, I agree with you guys. I just felt like there's a little bit of quit in Miami the second half. Mm-hmm. They just didn't care. Didn't care. But regardless, I mean, North Carolina looked good. So, um, Sam Howell's still a sophomore. I know the season's over. Obviously, they'll play a bowl game. But yeah. look for them next year to compete. And, and that raises means, draft stock a lot. Oh, yeah. And that yeah. and that Notre Dame win on the road against North Carolina looks a lot better now for a resume. So, moving on. Number 15, USC wins a close one against the baby Bruins, UCLA 43-38. We watched this game 
late into the night. Um, really, really competitive, really chippy game. A lot of these guys yeah. obviously know each other, played against each other in high school. What do we got on this game? I mean, it's close. I mean, I, to personally, I when I watch that game, I see two things. I see U, USC is better on the field, period. I think athletically, as far as better quarterback play, um, better, just stronger players. They're, USC's receiving core, and I know CY and I have talked about this, USC's receiving core can compete with any receiving core in the country. Yeah. You yeah. talk about Almond really Ross, St. Brown, Tyler Vaughns, um, Drake London, Greg Bryant down here. Like, legit. Um, Bo, um, the the sensational freshman who went to Texas, came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, his, Brew McCoy. Brew McCoy. Yeah, modern day guy. Yeah. They're, they're absolutely loaded on that side of the ball. They're athletically, they're just better than UCLA. But when I watch that game, I do think UCLA was better coached and better just – they just made some mistakes here and there. They, I mean, first of all, they were going at halftime up by 14. Or was it? Yeah, they, they, they were, were up, up. They were up 14. I think they let them back in. Yeah, so. See, why? what do you think? This game, I mean, to me, it's a typical rivalry game. Auburn-Alabama, take it away this year, but um, Ohio State-Michigan, most of the time they're close. I mean, take away a few chunky years. They're gonna, like you said, they played against each other all growing up in high school. Um, to me... It there USC is fucking loaded, unbelievable on both sides talent, of the ball, talent wise, talent, good. and they're winning in spite of how bad they're coached. Um, I think Slovis is very overrated. Same, not very good player, um, but they have so many playmakers on the outside. Uh, their running game's not very good right now, um, but the offensive line is good enough. And defensively, Drake Jackson's a freaking dude. Pac-12 Player of the Week this week um, from Centennial. Uh, Gary Bryant had that long run at the end of the game. My thing, regardless of what you think about USC as a team and the way they're winning, we're going to talk about top tens. How do you not put them higher on the uh, on the top twenty five? They're thirteen today. There are fifteen going into that game. They're undefeated. I mean, they've only played I know five games, but regardless, they're winning games. And if you talk about eye test, you know they have athletes. They are a good football team. They're poorly coached. Not a lot of discipline. But regardless, they figure out ways to win the game. And yeah. that's what they did this week. Yeah, I, I think I'm tired of repeating myself with this team. Is Helton, he needs to go. I get that, <laughs> but they're 5-0. But, and oh. but yeah, how, how what, are you going to fire guys 5-0? You're going to fire guys 5-0. Oh. Right. I think it's just a repetitive week by week where we sit here and we praise the players and hate the decisions. We hate the coaching and kind of special teams as well. Mm-hmm. Felt like lacked in that game, but just <sighs> – just evaluate what you have and get that guy out of there. And what's fucking brutal too is they're not even getting like a true Pac-12 championship game. They got to play Oregon now. Oregon instead of Washington. Because Washington has COVID, so Washington's not even going to be in that game. So they put yeah. Oregon in there. So, so which is going to hurt their their rankings yeah. at the end of this I game. I mean, they too. have no chance to get in. No. Shot. So you're essentially saying the Pac had no chance to get in. Yeah. And then it's just that I I have a beef. We'll we'll get into yeah. playoffs in a second, but I still want to stay on USC UCLA here. As a fan, I mean, none of us here are either or. I mean, I obviously hate USC, but if you're a USC fan or you're a UCLA fan, which program are you happier with as a fan right now between the two? That's tough. Um, let's see how the season shapes out. Let's see what happens in the offseason. I think UCLA took a bigger turn than people are giving them credit for this year. Agreed. They looked really good. Um, Chip Kelly's starting to get his guys in there they're playing better they lost some close games but they've looked good as well um 
And USC just continues to be a, a powerhouse on the recruiting side. They can recruit. Say what you want about Helton, he can recruit. Um, he can't coach football, but he can recruit. <laughs> so uh, that's a tough question. I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. I like uh, I like SC. Anytime, you know, if you're, especially if you're growing up in California and playing high school ball and you're in that position, anytime you see SC over there with 5-0 and record, I know it's a short season for them, but if you see that that top fifteen status, you see this undefeated, you see them going to the the you know the pack championship. Mm-hmm. I think that's just better for them. They're gonna get all the modern day studs. Like yeah. they're they're just gonna keep recruiting. And you know, back to the coaching aside, like I think I think a season like this for SC is big, especially in the short season and COVID. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. They're gonna get all all the top players from California. Yeah. I think. Well, the best part about it for SC is they voted played Notre Dame. They avoided playing yeah. Bama. Bama. I think that was supposed to be week one. That yep. was week one. They avoided played Oregon. They're supposed to play, but now they have to play them now. So those three games kind of maybe saved Helton's job. Oh, saved Helton. I mean, personally, if I'm a fan, and I know I'm biased against USC here, but I'm really ha- like like you said, I'm pretty impressed with how UCLA performed this year, regardless of wins and losses. You watch them on the field this year. They ran the ball really well. That quarterback who I thought was terrible last year, Doran Green-Thompson, is playing way better this yep. year. Way yep. better this year. So I think Chip Kelly is finally, like you yeah. said, turning it around. And that's where I come down to. Chip Kelly built something in Oregon. You know what I mean? It, it didn't happen overnight. He's three years right. in with, he's three years in with UCLA, and they're going into that direction, which is exciting. So that's why I'm kind of like, if I was a UCLA fan, I'm pretty excited about the future. Whereas USC... Like I said, like you said, they have that brand that I think a lot of people respect and love in Southern California. But at the end of the day, I still don't trust Helton. Right. I know we've had that conversation yeah. a million times. And like like my thing at the end of that game, I know I didn't want to bring it up too much, but the fact that USC wins that game, you know, it's dramatic fashion, close ball game, huge rivalry, and then USC's entire team storms the field acts like a bunch of idiots they're you know talking shit almost get into a million fights is incredibly chippy out of control out of control Clay was, no control of and, this team. and usc you're the team that's undefeated you're the ranked team you're the team that's supposed to win that game yeah don't act like that and yeah, i get it it's I an agree. emotional game I agree with that. get your team under control get, you know what i mean yeah. that's my thing i was i if i was an athletic director i'd be pretty upset with he what was I on saw. the field and he was pulling guys off he was, had he had to pull guys off the field yeah it's embarrassing AD and helen were having to pull guys yeah off and field. like i said and there's a difference in program stature where you talk about that doesn't happen at alabama you know what i mean stanford stanford wins a close game against oregon state two players get a little crazy david shaw literally ran out there grabbed them by the collar and threw them back to the side yeah line. yeah we saw it was that. actually awesome to see and it happened right after the game which was funny but that's my i mean I'm not a Helton guy. I'm not happy with you know what I saw. I'm happy for the Pac-12. I'm happy that there's an undefeated team in the Pac-12. I like when USC is good. Yeah, it's good for college football when it's, you have brand names. It's very, good. very good for college football. But again, it's not the same as when Pete Carroll's undefeated at USC. Right. It doesn't have. I don't feel that. Right. You know what I mean. So I agree. That's where I'm at with them. So moving back, the biggest upset probably of the college football season so far. Yep. Number six, Florida at the time. Goes down to LSU 37-34. I mean, what the fuck? Right. Shoegate. Yeah, we're calling it Shoegate. So for those of you don't, that um, missed it, um, tie ball game in the fourth quarter. LSU's driving. They're about on um, their own 30-yard line or something like that. The big stop by Florida defense. And Marco Wilson, DB outside linebacker for Florida, throws the shoe off the running back fi- to the 50-yard line. Yeah. Just, and obviously personal foul, un, you know, unsportsmanlike. Yep. 
gives them an automatic first down. LSU ends up kicking a field goal, winning the game. I mean, talk about blowing everything for your own stupid, selfish bullshit. Uh, that's just going back to be, you're you're a kid. The you know these are kids playing mm-hmm. essentially. So, golly man, I, I was really excited to for Florida to have a like a meaningful SEC championship against Bama. Mm-hmm. I have a have a shot now that's gone. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm sad for Kyle Trask. The guy played lights out all year. A possible Heisman guy. We'll we'll get into that, but just disappointing. Uh, it's disappointing. Totally disappointing. I mean. Like you said, like we just said, I mean, you get the big stop. And my point, again, with the USC game is right now, no one for Alabama would do that. Right. I don't think, I mean, personally, I don't, I haven't seen Bama do that. Right. I don't think so. You know what I mean? They're players. It's a program. It's how you coach them. It's all about discipline. It's not about that one player making that tackle for Alabama. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a bunch of guys. It's that whole defense making that tackle. And that's where I think Dan Mullen at Florida fucked up. Like I said, he's got a great team. He's got a great offense this year. Control your team, and you're in that SEC championship game playing for a playoff spot. Playing. Now you're not. Absolutely. Now you're not because of one selfish play. Yeah, win or loss, I don't think you're in. I mean, Dan Mullen, after the game, made comments. He basically said that he stood behind his players' emotion and everything like that. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah, I hate that too. Like, just own it. Admit to the stupidity of it. Move on. You're basic. He basically okayed that to happen again. You know, like yeah. you're basically okaying yeah. for players to do that and ruining games for you yeah, against an unranked LSU team that has zero respect all season. Terrible. There's there's a reason, like you keep mentioning Bama, but there's a reason they have multiple first round picks in the NFL every oh, year. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a reason. Discipline is part of that. There's a reason why every single year they're in the college football playoff. Yeah. There's a reason behind things, and it's coaching. It's the recruiting. It's everything behind that Nick Saban does. Like I said, Florida next year, you know, who knows? They'll probably drop off a billion because Kyle Trask is gone. And right. like I said, it's it's just a different level of program, I think, personally. Like I said, it's disappointing for Florida. Like, yeah. if you're a Florida fan, I apologize for what just what I saw on that field last week. Yeah, Especially because this week could have been so much fun. Oh, yeah. So much fun. I mean, right. it's still going to be a great game, but like you said, the implications are not the same. Yeah. But regardless... He's allowing it. Let's get into the top ten. So, yeah, this this just came out. Yeah, top ten just got released about just got released about so an hour ago. Should we go with mine first, or do you want to go with theirs? Um, let's go with yours. Okay, let's go with yours. All right, here's my personal one from, and we can get into it after we debate after what they just said because there's some wild shit going on right yeah. now. Um, I've got same four: Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. Obviously, a lot of shakeup. Same shake as up. the committee. Same as the committee. A lot of shakeup that's going to happen. Number five, staying with my boys, Cincinnati Wildcat, Bearcats, every week. Run with them. Run with them. Six, Texas A&M. Okay. Off week, but yeah. still there. Seven, I got Iowa State. Ooh. I got eight, Indiana. I got nine, Coastal Carolina. Ooh. And number Coastal. 10, USC. Wow. wow. I, like that. I like that top 10. I mean, undefeated teams. Undefeated teams. Team, undefeated teams. Teams that, like I said, deserve to be in the top 10. Right. It's, that's, it makes sense. Florida right. yeah. Florida's was at six or seven in my book. You, you lose to an unranked team. I know I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, so I'll, I'll actually pause. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, CY. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what they got for so us? So, first four, they're the exact same. They have A&M at five, which has been different from you the whole time. That's consistent for them, That's though. consistent for them. Yeah. Um, they move Iowa State to six, so they, they pass Florida. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and uh, Iowa State, no disrespect to them. Um, they have two losses. Two losses. There's two of them. Which is losses. which is upsetting. And one of them you, is you to be six. One of them is to the uh, Raging Cajuns. So right. you know, a team not in the Power Five. So I don't really see how they're ahead of some of the other teams. But right. Continue. Seven. Florida. They fall. Bullshit. One spot. Bullshit. Lose to LSU. That's terrible. Terrible. That's unbelievable. Yeah, when you smacked LSU out of the rankings four, four, five weeks ago, you know what I mean? Like, like not even a, a ranked team. Um, that's that is, that's basically saying it's okay as long as you're in the SEC, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. That's embarrassing. Followed by Georgia eight, which is also another two loss team. Um, then finally Cincinnati eight, no Cincinnati at nine. That which is they dropped. They dropped. They haven't dropped. lost a game. They haven't lost a game. Did nothing but have an off week again because, because of COVID. Someone else's yeah. COVID. But, they, but they've still won nine games. They've won nine games. They've and they get the, games. They're going to play that team this week in the, conference, yeah. in the uh, American Conference and beat Championship. beat the shit out of them. They're going to, and they're going to make a statement. Um, and Oklahoma 10. So no Indiana in the top. Uh, you have Coastal. They have, they're at 12. And USC at 13. So um, unbeaten teams out of the top 10. Um, this is my beef, man. This is – it's – embarrassing of what they're doing to Cincinnati and for them to put Florida at seven that's the that's the worst thing forget about Cincinnati the fact that they move back one spot after losing to an LSU team that people have been shitting on shitting all on. season a four-string quarterback Alabama beat them by 30 plus the week before and you're gonna, as, as they should as they should as a top 10 team should yes. and you're telling me the number seven team is allowed to lose to them the committee Bullshit. is so fucked up and it's so brutal, and there's no transparency. They say, okay, if you do this, this, and this, this is how you get in. Well, no, because if this team does this, but somehow does this, they're going to get in. Like, it's not consistent. And that's my biggest gripe with college football. And I was telling these guys, I saw a tweet today, and, you know, me and Kate Moore argue about college football, NFL, and this is the – I'm not an off the college – I'm not off college football. Right, but here is my this this sole purpose or sole reason of them doing this. What makes me so fucking pissed off of this Florida stuff, right? And here's exactly the, this tweet summed it up. I saw it from a beat writer, um, and you can maybe guess where he's he's a beat writer out of. But he said, "College football games are fantastic. Everything else about the sport is broken, greed-filled embarrassment, and there's nothing I agree with more than about NCAA." That's all it is. They want the biggest matchups that are going to bring in the most money for the universities. And it's bullshit. Put the best teams in there. How is Cincinnati 9? Right? They How go is down? Florida 7? How is Georgia 8? I don't understand this. Like, there is no... It's basically the committee saying, what game is going to make us the most money? And that's what it comes down to. And it's fucked up. It's fucked up for these universities. Fucked up for these schools. And these kids who are putting their blood, sweat, and tears on the line from these small schools that think they have a chance when they really don't. And yeah, no, I agree because if you look at K Morg's top 10, it is the best players every week grinding, getting their win. Well, and it's, the, it's the teams that. Two lost teams the, don't belong it, in that exactly. position. It's the teams right. that, in my opinion, deserve it. You know what I mean? At the right. end of the day. So um, yeah, I, I feel very strongly about this. I don't necessarily agree with kind of you know, the greed and the brand name, but I will say that um, I, I just think it, it comes back to me personally. I just, it's, I've seen this my whole life. The SEC is 
you know, the most biased conference I've ever seen in my life with how people feel about them. Um, I I would, you know, go on record saying that I think um, Oklahoma, Iowa State, even Indiana can compete with a Florida, Georgia right now. Absolutely. I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. So, and, and I think but, since he beats and, Florida. And, and same. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not even getting into Cincinnati because obviously I have him at five and that's my team. But yeah. I'm, I'm with Cincinnati too. Like I said, I just I think it's ridiculous that you can lose to an unranked team and move back one spot just because you're in the SEC. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. They just need to make it the winner of the SEC is the national champion. When right. in reality, the only team out of the SEC that wins the national championship outside of LSU last year has been Bama. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just frustrating. But, you know, LSU deserved that spot. You know what of mean? course. So they, no, they, LSU was phenomenal. And they went through and dominated. LSU was phenomenal. But at the end of the day, like I said, there's a lot of other great teams this year yeah. that deserve it more so than a two-loss yeah. Georgia, well, it was like, than a two-loss Florida. It was like four or five years ago, Bama, two-loss Bama, got in and then won the whole thing. Yeah, that's I different. think that's their argument kind of sometimes is that can happen because they're, they're the best team whatever. But you got to give the kids a chance. Like who's to say Coastal Carolina can't beat some of these teams? You know what I mean? Uh, Coastal Carolina is a little different, in my opinion. No, but, but but I think you gotta, like, but you got to give all these kids who are winning. They're getting t- they're getting ranked. Coastal Carolina is what thirteen. Yeah, uh, and there's to yeah. give them an opportunity. Like yeah, they're twelve instead I mean, of Georgia, Florida in these in these rankings. And give them have, an opportunity. They'll have an opportunity to play a New Year's Six. You know, a you know a big bowl game. Yeah, I don't know right. if they necessarily deserve to be in the playoff. But like I said, my biggest you know my thing is with the Cincinnati call and the lack of, you know, movement from an, a, a terrible loss. Yeah. That's a bad loss. And any other season, like, it's not like they lost to Bama. Right. You know, like, it's not like they lost to a ranked team. Well, they lost let to alone. a bad LSU. So a very are, bad are they LSU basically team. telling us if they go and beat Bama, they're in? Yeah. Well, that's that's the question. Yeah, I don't that's, I mean, that's basically <laughs> what they're saying. They only moved them back to seven. If they go and beat Bama, they you absolutely know, have a case now. You know what's funny is I actually think with how little they moved them, I think they probably are in now. I don't. I think Bama's in no matter what. No, that's I'm, we're saying Bama's in no matter what, but with a loss, they, they no because A and M goes in. You know what I mean? Because the only way that okay, Bama's a lock no matter what. I think so. Ohio State, if they win, lock. Okay. Okay, so that's two. Maybe I Florida two. or or I mean uh, Clemson or Notre Dame, lock one of or them or both or both, mm-hmm. right? So if you're saying one of those teams potentially, which whoever loses potentially might not be in. Which... Let's pump the brakes on the predictions, okay. but regardless, we're pissed off about the rankings. It's it's horseshit. We're upset. I mean, just because Georgia plays a little bit better this late in the season does not mean they need to be up there either. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, not not ahead of Cincinnati. Should have started JT Daniels all year. You should have, and you know what? Don't reward them for playing him now. Right? Yeah, that's on exactly. them. That's I on agree. them. That's bad coaching. Agreed. So, moving back, the big next biggest thing about you know conference championships and all the playoff implications. You also have Heisman Heisman talk coming, which is awesome. So this is the biggest time, biggest opportunity for your front running Heisman candidates to make that statement. You know, last year it was Burrow. Against Bama, you know, he has the touchdown run late in the game. Um, you know, years ago, you had Mark Ingram making big runs against Tim Tebow. I remember these. These are vivid, you know, moments in college football in these conference championships. What do you guys see playing out? Who is kind of your front runner? What's going to happen this next week? Mac uh, Jones. Okay. See, 
I'm I'm on the same team, but it's not Mac. It's Devonte, baby. Devonte yeah. Smith, I think, Give is an that. absolute lock right Give me now. That. I think and it's Mac Jones ahead Mac, of him. Look, Mac Jones is playing phenomenal. He's playing good. You know, they're undefeated. Devontae Smith has half his stats. I know. I, I, and I can't argue Devontae against Smith him. Devontae Smith has 1,300 yards, 17 touchdowns. It's just whoever. He's going crazy. He's and, going berserk. And, and I love the Devontae Smith conversation. I mean, if you watch those games, and the biggest problem with Mac Jones' Heisman campaign and the biggest problem with Devontae Smith's Heisman campaign is they're on the same team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. They're playing this battle of you know who's better, who's who's the reason why the offense is going yeah. crazy. But if you're gonna if you're gonna say, hey, Mac Jones is a front runner, I can I just argue if you take away Devontae Smith, he wouldn't even be in the top five. That's a good conversation. You know what I mean? I, so it's like if you would have said that about Waddle when he let he went out, you're like Mac Jones probably done, <laughs> but now he's still up there. So because of Smith, because <laughs> dude Smith went berserk since Waddle's been hey. out. But but Mac Jones has been consistent all year. No, he's playing. He's playing good. He's playing great. There's yeah. no one saying nothing uh, about Mac Jones. But my point is, they're fighting with each other, which yeah. might be a problem. But what I love about Devontae Smith, man, is he's he's giving a mix up of college football for Heisman campaign. I mean, it's been how many consecutive years since Derrick Henry won it that we've had a quarterback. It's right, just yeah, it, right. basically every year since Derrick Henry, it's been who's the best quarterback in the country. Like kind of like the the MVP conversation in the NFL. Right. Exactly. Which. I mean, I get it. It's the most important, you know, offensive player on the field. So it makes sense. But, you know, you do need some mix up and you need to respect the fact that Devontae Smith is going crazy this year. I mean, I said it earlier this year when we were watching him play. I mean, he might be the best Alabama receiver to play when he's at Alabama. Yes. Like, I don't know about, you know, how he'll do in the NFL. I'm sure he'll be amazing. But as far as like one player at Alabama as a receiver, I mean, Amari Cooper was incredible. Julio Jones was good. I mean, you know, yeah, Amari Cooper was. I mean, even, um, Jerry Judy was great last year. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they're they're kind of wide receiver you, and I think he this year individually might be playing the best. He's going that he's doing that well. Yeah, I'm with you. I think yeah. that's my absolute highs. And he's returning punts again because Jalen Waddles yeah. out, so he scores another one. I mean, I'm all in. Yeah, on that. I'm, I'm. I don't want to take it away from his campaign. It's yeah. it's been unbelievable. I think, but quarterbacks seem to be favored in this. this yeah, special. always, and, and that's how it always will be. And if honestly, if Florida didn't lose to LSU. Yeah. Kyle Trask would be the probably the guy. Yeah. If but but then again, if he loses to Bama, you know, it's all about that Heisman moment in these big games. So if he goes. He loses, so he goes and beats Bama. Has you if know, he was for four. If he would have beat Bama, yeah, he's the Heisman. No, so coming up this week, Florida Bama. Uh, he goes and throws four against Bama and wins. See, see here's Maybe. here's here's what here's what I think. And he's got like forty four on the year. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna throw a curveball. I'm gonna okay. throw a curveball here. Okay. Hypothetically, Bama wins, no problem. Mac okay. Jones, Devontae Smith have good games. Regardless of all that, don't sleep on the winner of Clemson Notre Dame quarterback battle. They're done. I think I don't think it's close. I don't, I don't think, know. I don't think they have a shot. Because if Alabama no. wins, and I've been saying Mac Jones, Devontae Smith are battling, no. don't sleep on Ian Book, no. that story, and also Trevor Lawrence's no story. Chance. No chance. I'm, okay. I zero wouldn't chance. I wouldn't disrespect the zero chance, especially Ian Book from last year. His uh, completion percentage is up. His yards are up. His touchdowns are up. Number he's two running, team. He's he'll running beat, very he'll well. He'll beat Clemson twice. And if he beats Clemson twice and he has that that moment we talk about, it's, it's going to be hard to argue. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I personally think at the end of the day they're going to give it to Mac Jones. But Yeah, I think it's Mac Jones. But I think personally – when I was seeing on the field, I would love for Devontae Smith to get it. I think he's been the best college football player this year. I agree. But I again, agree if that. Ian Book wins against Clemson it's twice. Impressive. That's very impressive. And I'm, as a Notre Dame fan, that's incredible. 
You know, yeah. that's that's that says something to me, and I think that would say something you, to some voters. But you think you think the the one and two guys, Justin Fields, Lawrence, are done in this conversation? Maybe Fields not enough games. I don't, I Fields mean, not nearly enough games. Yeah, like, Fields not enough okay. games. And even Lawrence, Lawrence missing a game, miss, miss a game, miss two games. Boston College and Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. So I, I don't have him. He just he missed two games. He missed two games. Yeah, I mean in a shortened season. It's also an obvious pick too, and the, you know voters like a little bit of a story behind it. So I, I like think, those I other think it's three. Mac Jones. It'll be virtual this year, which kind of sucks, but yeah, that does. Suck. But I think, still, it's it. But like I said, it's that moment in this weekend. Like I said, yeah. if Ian Book wins it, like that's a moment. You know, he has like a twenty yard run to win it. That's a moment. Devontae Smith has a punt return or a fifty yarder. Those are that's a Heisman moment. You see, yeah. people remember the Desmond Howard punt return with the Heisman post right. at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the Tebow chomp, shit like that. You know what I mean? That fires people up. So I'm I'm looking forward to see who gets that moment this weekend. Yeah, but yeah. I think we're all in agreement. One of the Bama guys. Unless something... It'll be Mac Jones, I think, yeah. actually. Some, something magic happens. Yeah, and the funny thing is, like, they're like, oh, he didn't even have a great game last week. You know what I mean? Like, talking about Mac Jones, he's like, he still threw for, like, 300, had four incompletions. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Bam is rolling. So, um, let's get into the playoff conversation again. Oh, this is a big one. The Big Ten. The Big Ten allows Ohio State to play in their conference championship with five wins. Mm-hmm. Fair, foul. How do you guys feel? Money talks, baby. They want the they want Ohio State to get you, that playoff. Are you gonna stay on the the corrupt money thing the rest of the time? <laughs> I might. Dude. It, it, that top top twenty five that came out today was fucked up. And yeah, Ohio State doesn't have to do with that. Let's talk Big Ten. But they do have to do with it because the Big Ten gets a portion of the the TV rights, the shares of the playoff game. Every team in the Big Ten makes money if Ohio State makes the playoffs. But here's the thing: is I think the playoff committee, like I, I'm not saying I agree with this, but the playoff kid committee, I think, regardless of putting even Ohio State in this championship, might still put them in the playoff. No, I think they I, have to. I have to they have to be a conversation. And, and that might also be, you know, the, your corruption conversation with the brand name. It might be, but I also think it a lot has to do with, you know, what we've talked about before. I test Justin Fields returning as a quarterback. There's a lot of factors. But they've only had five games. They I know. Trust me. See why? Five games. I hate that. I hate they it. They have to You're, have the six games. And I hate. And I hate to bring it up against. A Cincinnati conversation. Cincinnati wins nine games. Ohio State wins five, and yet they're more deserved. Like you know, like mm-hmm. uh, USC well, wins six. I mean, the conference I, championship. I, know. I I read something today that they could they could possibly switch the Angies and the in the Buckeyes in in the rankings. But if you're gonna give them this this opportunity against Northwestern, that means you're giving them the playoff spot. If they win, if they win this game, they're in. Yeah, if they win this game, they're in. I, I'm with you, but. Regardless, I also am with you in the fact that I wasn't if, US, surprised if USC that. wins their game, they also have six wins. Yeah, and they're yeah. not even close. Six and zero, oh. not top, even close. To a top five, not even close. Not even close. So I, I want to. And I wanna, you, hey, you want to do eye test? Like you want to go eye test? Because that's what we're going on with the Ohio State. Yeah, we're specifically going on eye test. Okay. Okay. The talent level between Ohio State and USC is not a huge gap. Quarterback, huge gap. Okay. <laughs> Other than that, receivers. Nope. Receivers are similar. I'll give you that. Defensive line, you're going USC. USC's front seven. This year, yes. USC is a better We're defensive line. We're talking about this year. Yeah, no, okay. I agree. Offensive line, I give it to Ohio, Ohio State. State. Uh, linebackers and secondary, USC. Oof. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State's young Running there. game, Ohio State. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think Ohio State wins that game because I think they're coached better. That's a whole other conversation. They're, they're, You're they're saying I test tired. based off players. I agree. But the one thing you could say about Ohio State is week one or whenever week one for them, when they come back, they were already ranked third 
regardless. Right. Like Ohio right. State has been destined to be in this top playoff right. forever. I, yeah. I agree. But and USC really hasn't. They haven't. But Oregon might have been that Pac-12 team. But they were they were USC was preseason favored to win the conference. Yeah. Right. Which they're just shitting on the pack because they didn't play many games, but the Big Ten was in the same scenario. Oh, Ohio State's in the exact same scenario. The scenario. So, so I get, I get you. And I, I don't, I don't think, don't, I don't think, I don't think USC deserves to be ahead of Ohio State. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But the gap is not thirteen to four. I'm with you there. And but that's my argument. And there, and why, and why is it that a two-loss Florida team can be ahead of a no-loss USC team? But yet a five, but yet a five law or a five win Ohio State team is in front of all of them. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the committee a, has no rhyme or reason to what they do. It's a ton. But again, that's college football. But Ohio State it would okay. Let me just put it one more scenario for you. SC goes and played Northwestern, right? Just say that that yeah. was the, that was the matchup. There's no way in God's hell they would give SC minus twenty, right? In the betting, it might like, be so, seventeen. No, no. It would it would be, be the same as they are Oregon three to three to ten. It'd be closer. I think I, I think USC is a good football team. I think they've proven themselves to be the best team in the Pac-12 this year. But I, Ohio State it has a better scheme and offense. They have a better coach. They have a better coach. They better the better coach. And you're not going to leave a undefeated Ohio State with Justin Fields out. It's also it's just not going. It's the quarterback. It's the it number is. two pick. It's got a lot of play in there. Yeah. So regardless, I my my thing with Ohio State is. You have a team that has nine wins and undefeated in Cincinnati. You have a team that has five wins right now in Ohio State. You know, it's frustrating. Yeah. Well, I, let's get into the scenarios. And, but, I, but I understand because a lot of coaches are very outspoken right now about it. Dabo Sweeney's made comments. Dan Mullen made comments. You know, Dan Mullen made a comment. He's like, well, fuck, I should have just had like half my game suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the thing is people don't understand. It is hard to go undefeated. It's it's not easy to win nine games and not lose one. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's why these coaches are upset because I go, you know, I put my team on the line every single week regardless. Because as we just saw, any team, a.k.a. LSU, can beat any team on any given day. Right. And that's why college football is great. And that's why these play and every game matters. You know what I mean? Especially now with, you know, Ohio State could lose to anybody. It's just a fact. But you have to play those games right. to deserve it. Yeah. And that's why... Well, I don't like it, to be honest with you. I know you're not going to like it, especially if, say, Notre Dame loses and they kick them out of the playoffs. And they leave Ohio yeah. State in. And yeah. they have a, an impressive win over Clemson where Ohio State doesn't you, shit. You will lose your mind. I'll probably be upset, yeah. yeah. But that's the way it's going to happen. It's going to happen that way. Uh, I think we'll I, get into Notre Dame in a second. So well, let's get into the playoffs. Let's, let's talk number one. Okay, is Alabama in win or loss? No matter what. I think no matter what, even... The, S, the way they do SEC that proves it already. No matter what, but Bama's in. one of the best teams in the country. Three impressive wins if they win Florida, Georgia, AM, Florida. Very impressive wins. If, All top 10 teams. Florida, If Florida was one loss, you can make an argument that Alabama doesn't get in in this scenario if they lose. Florida, two losses. Bama's in. Okay. Bama's in. Notre Dame, number two team in the country with a win over the number one team at the time, a win against number 17. And now 15 North Carolina on the road. Are they in win or loss? No. I think this is the team that they could they could fuck out of the playoffs no, losing no. to Clemson. Yep. If, and it if, just sucks because he's Notre Dame's not SEC. If they just if they obviously they win, they're in. Of course. No, number two, there is an argument for them not to be in. Um, I think one of those teams jumps them. I think it's close. I think. If they lose, they have a chance still to get in. I think it's how they lose, too. 
I think that's huge. I think if they go and now Trevor Lawrence, it, you know, I mean, you you could take the conversation out of their first matchup because no Trevor Lawrence. But they go and compete against Trevor Lawrence, barely lose the game. They cover the spread, 10 points. We're going to get into our game picks, yeah. but that says a lot, and that's not good in Notre Dame's favor when Vegas is giving them 10.5 points this week. That We'll talk about that in a second. But that's, that's saying a lot about how they feel the talent level is for Notre Dame. And I don't think that's in Notre Dame's favor. Here's my thing with Notre Dame. I agree with B as I think it's how we lose yes. mm-hmm. if we lose this game. If I agree. Um, like I said, if we, if we get absolutely blown out, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that we shouldn't be in the playoff. Because then then at the end of the day, we're going to run into Clemson again anyway. And if we get blown out with Trevor Lawrence, then we don't deserve it. Yeah. And that's just a fact. And that's a statement. If we lose within 14 or something like that, and it's a close matchup until the end, then I do think we deserve it, especially over a six-win Ohio State team. Yeah, right. So put us at four, and then... We'll play it out again. We'll play Bama and we'll meet them again in the national championship. So I think um, I don't think it's a guarantee. I don't think it's a guarantee that Notre Dame is in. We're gonna with skip over that. Like you yeah, just, I'm gonna ignore uh, that. Okay, ignore we'll... it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I don't think it's a guarantee that we're in no matter yeah. what. But I definitely think we have a a very good chance regardless. Do you feel like it's a 75 percent chance we're in? Ooh, no, not that high. Really, I, you I, think I, it's? You I do. do. I feel like you, you. I think we're in. I feel like if they put up a, a decent ball game, I think it's like it's not a lock, but lock, I think I think fifty six percent chance, very good chance. Fifty six. You're at what seventy seventy five. Fifty six percent. Seventy five eighty. I'm at seventy. Yeah, I'm there. Because you're looking at. You're but saying, I, I feel I, like they can. I feel like I'm getting a premonition of CY's picks right now, so we'll talk about okay. that in a second. Yeah. All right. All right so, two. My next question is: What team has the best chance outside of the top four to make it? Hypothetically. Bama's in with a win. Notre Dame's in with a win. Ohio State wins. Clemson gets banged out. Who's the next team in? Well, the committee already just said, fucking Cincinnati. No way Cincinnati. <laughs> I, have, I have Cincinnati on our notes, so that's an obvious no, no. at this point, which is unfortunate. A&M. You think it's, it's A&M? It's A&M, without a doubt. I don't think it's close. What about, what about an Iowa State team that beats an Oklahoma, Oklahoma team that's been surging? No. And they have them at 10? No, I think Oklahoma, if they win, they have a better chance than Iowa, would, Iowa State would if they – it's a brand. Ooh. A brand. I don't think they'll Damn. put Iowa State in. No Damn. chance Iowa State no, gets in. No, it's like Cincinnati. It's just that name. Like you don't want to see Cincinnati or, or Iowa I State do. at that. I want to see. Of course Cincinnati. we do. Of course know, we do. But they Bearcats. don't. They don't. I know. That, I know. A and M. Oklahoma might be a scary. Hey Oklahoma. Yeah, I've been saying. Really I've well. been talking about Oklahoma the last couple of weeks now off air, but. They look really good. A lot of analysts, Herbstreit and Pollock, have been saying that this Oklahoma State team playing right now is better than last year's team because they play better defense this year. Yeah, that's crazy. Bold to say, crazy, that's pretty but bold. potentially true because they do look really good and their offense is figuring it out. And they're going to return a lot of guys next year too. Right. So, um, but and I just want to say something about A and M. Is it? Am I alone here? I don't think A and M's that good. I really don't. They're they're well coached and they're old. They're well coached. They have a veteran quarterback, but I don't think he. I don't like them. I don't think they're that good. I oh, really okay. don't. They barely beat Auburn two weeks ago. They're not blowing teams out. They're no. not that good. They're they're an older team that knows how to win. Mon's older. Uh, they have a great running. But game if their only loss I like is Jimbo if, Fisher. But if their only loss is Bama, it's a yeah. bad loss. Yeah, it's a bad loss. Notre That's Dame. You loss. know what I mean? Like any of these other teams have played big games and they haven't been blown out like they were. Like, like I said, I think Cincinnati, Iowa State, USC, Oklahoma give AM really good games and potentially win. I, I might pick them over them straight up. I, I really agree. do. So yeah. I'm not in on the AM hype train. I really think if AM is in this playoff, they'd get blown out again first game. Alabama would fuck them up. They're gonna fuck them up again. Yeah, they would get blo- really they would do. get blown out. So my next question is if you're Alabama, 
Who don't you want to be the number four team? Ohio State. Easily. You do not. But Ohio State won't be the number four team, though. Yeah, they will. I mean, no. If Clemson wins and Notre Dame gets in, Ohio State would go to three. No, yeah. Uh, I think Notre Dame, no, goes to Notre three. Dame would go to why four. Would they have, no, why would they want Clemson Notre Dame again? That's true. I, they wouldn't. No, 100%. I don't want Notre Dame four. Uh, shoot. I mean, yeah, out of the options. Especially because if they get in, that means no, they just that. they Cincinnati, just Cincinnati, baby. <laughs> you don't want Cincinnati. If you're All right. if you're Alabama, you do not want Cincinnati. They play good I, defense. I wouldn't either, bro. <laughs> they play good defense. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I All either. I'm saying is if Notre Dame gets yeah, that 4 nine, Notre Dame's the team. that means they just played a hell of a game against Clemson. Yeah. And that's a yeah. scary team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I think, I think it's Notre Dame. Like I said, I, I'm a little biased here, but they want Notre Dame to get knocked. And one of these, one of these other teams to slide in, they'll beat the crap out of them. I yeah. just want, I want this four to hold on. I want these four to stay in there. The top I'm, four, I want I'm them a, to stay. These I'm are not, the top. I'm these okay are the best that. four in the country, to be honest with you. Well, Cincinnati. If if, if Ohio <laughs> agreed, but if Ohio State played a full season, they're probably yeah, absolutely. Right. I yeah. just don't think they deserve it based on COVID shit. Yeah. But regardless, these are probably the best the, four teams. The only in the way I, I want this change is if Trevor Lawrence goes and puts it on Notre Dame. It's no offense, they got to get out. If he yeah. beats the shit no, out they of them, they got out. I'm, I'm with you. I said if they get blown out, they don't deserve but it. But I don't want like like, like you just said. Uh, I don't want A and M right there. No, because I think A and M is fucking murdered. <sighs> I really do. I do too. I don't think A and M's good. I think so. that's when you just just put your dick on the table and put Cincinnati there. See what happens. Okay. I agree. Any final thoughts that you guys have on the playoff? I mean, we're gonna go into predictions at the end after the conference championship it's game. But any other gripes that you got? See why I know you're pissed. Well, I mean, it's just it is what it is. The brands will get in. The yeah. little guys will stay out until they expand the playoff. Yeah. Um, the whole reason for the playoff format was to help a, a non-Power 5 conference potentially get in. It's and it's doing the opposite. It's this opposite. year, it did so much opposite. It, every year does. Every uh, single but year. But before, you've had like, it, Washington. Well, not, but that's a Power 5. We've I know, seen, but it's not a huge no, brand like you're still talking. Power five. <laughs> we've seen Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, Clemson yeah. and Bama. And pl- it's every plus, year. plus one every year. It's every year. It's, either it's, LSU or Bama. Yeah, Georgia. Know, Georgia. It's every single year. So until they expand the playoff, don't say you did this tough But you're going to expand the playoffs, and then we're just going to see three SEC teams. But I don't see... Right now, you'll see four. four. But I don't mind the brands. Which is bullshit. The brands are fun to watch. Don't only, when, only when the brands deserve it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's my thing. You don't see Michigan up here. You know, you know final final thought on that. Just give me Notre Dame, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State. We'll predict it at the end. Yeah. So let's get into these conference championship games. The best. These are the best games. They're fucking huge. All right. Number 19, Raging Cajuns, who took down Iowa State by 17 week one. Whew. They're playing Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is a minus four favorite here. What do you think? What do you think? I'm actually taking the points. I like Louisiana here. Ooh, Coastal hasn't ooh, been playing ooh. well last week. They almost lost. Uh, they, they need another comeback win. I think their magic runs out. I'll take uh, the Raging Cajuns. Wow. Outright winners. I like I like Coastal. Um, and I like Coastal just to be annoying. Uh, UCF. They're going to do it. So They're going to win. They're going to be the annoying team that says they're the they champions. Should be <laughs> yeah. And then they'll get blown up by Cincinnati, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they play. That would be a bad game. No, they'll both they'll give them both big games, yeah. but yeah, my, no, they'll they'll get the brands for yeah. their bowl game. Here's my thing on this game that we did not mention: Coastal Carolina they played earlier this year. 
Coastal Carolina won 30-27. Final field goal. Final field goal. Final second field goal. So both these teams are very familiar. Both these teams are very good. If Coastal Carolina, you know, we wouldn't even be talking about Coastal Carolina if Raging Cages win that game. Especially with the win over Iowa State. They might be even higher. They're kind of in that Cincinnati conversation. Um, It's close. Um, The way the Raging Cajuns are playing, I think they're playing better. They're coming off a nice win against App State here. I like the Raging Cajuns here. I'm with you, CY. I don't think Coastal looked very good the week before. Okay. So All right, well, I'm, I'm there. I've hey, I've been a raging Cajun guy. I liked them last so year too, I. and I like their head coach. He's a guy that people aren't talking about to get a big job, especially Louisiana. Maybe a little that. Auburn magic there. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> wow, I love it. All right, next game, number twenty-four, Tulsa, eight, eight or nine now, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, fourteen points. Do we even need to talk about this? Red no. helmets. Here's what I'll say. <laughs> I, I just read another tweet from Jay Billis, college uh, basketball basketball analyst. guy. Yeah, goes. Cincinnati really messed up. The Bearcats should have scheduled Louisiana, lost by two touchdowns, and then they would have been risen in the college football playoff oh, rankings. Oh, shit. Wow. They messed up. Not, they even, not even a counts, football right? analyst saying that. Right? Like, that's just how – Cincinnati I, by a billion. I hope Cincinnati <laughs> blows them out and just – I'll start a petition. We'll, yeah. we'll start a petition. Honestly, yeah. yeah. That's, our, that's, our, that's our squad, dude. I'm, it's upsetting. My thing with uh, – Cincinnati. I hope they just don't get into kind of the Miami scenario that we saw last week. I don't think they will. I mean, I like. I think Luke they'll, they'll take the disrespect and they'll. Yeah, I hope they're like all in on the disrespect and they're gonna fuck them up. Yeah. The one thing I'll say about Tulsa, Tulsa does play good defense. They they came down to the wire. The one loss this year is to Oklahoma State. Went to the wires. So um, Columbus plays good defense. I think this might be a low scoring game, and I think Cincinnati pulls it out in the second half. I agree. So I think I think this could be a good game, actually. But I uh, come on. Can, can I, I state one more thing about Cincinnati? Of course, always. Give me a bowl game against SC. No, I don't. I want them to play A and M. I want them to play Florida, A and M, and Georgia. All yeah. three of them. Yeah. All fucking that, three. I, of them. I like that too. I want. Man, I want you know, that's that's. I want cool them too. to play whoever finishes five. Yes. Literally, I want them. Whoever <laughs> the I agree. fuck finishes <laughs> yeah. five, play them. Yes. That's that, all I that's want. That's what I want. Okay. <laughs> We're obviously fired up. Yeah, all right. Um, Oregon SC. So SC's thirteen. This should have been Washington. Washington. Oregon's yeah. fucking terrible. USC minus three. USC minus three is a lock. Yeah, I love SC here. That's um, that's a lot. I think they prove a point. Oregon shouldn't be in this game. They're not there yet. Oregon sucks. They lost to fucking Cal. I think Washington would beat them. Yeah. I think Washington would be a good game. Uh, yeah. I think USC. Washington's not very good either. It's a They're, good game. They've been sneaking across. Some They're games. sneaking across. I like their quarterback, though. So they is play SC. Good SC's sneaking across every game, too. That's true. also true. <laughs> but I think the South is but, better than the North. But this is a lock against Oregon. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. SC. Yeah. All right. Uh, number six, Iowa State. Number 11, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's getting five points here. Love Oklahoma here. I think they win by two touchdowns. Oklahoma's firing. I have Iowa State circled. You're a big Iowa State guy. Yeah, I had them at the beginning of the year. You did. I don't like. I had in my gut. I'm saying don't bet it, but I got to ride with what I I went with at the beginning of the year. Honestly, Iowa State. B, I'm happy you're riding with them. Not so fast, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I, um, I Oklahoma's playing good football. I'm I'm with I'm with UCY. Um, they're fucking really good. I honestly, I would love to see them in Georgia in a battle of um, kind of the teams that have two losses that are you know figuring out that, played, that, played, that played way better yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah, I like that game. I like that game a lot. I see that matchup, but I like I like Oklahoma five points. And again, crazy how we counted them out early in the year after two losses, and they're gonna yeah. sneak their way into another championship. But regardless, yeah. I you know I like what Iowa State's done this year. Um, you know, Matt Campbell, Brees Hall, Brock Purdy at quarterback. It's a good football team. Yeah. I, I like them a lot, though. All right, number 14, Northwestern. 
Number three or four, uh, Ohio State, 20 and a half for Ohio State here. Northwestern can't move the ball. They can't score. They play a little bit of defense, but not the same time of athlete. Um, Too many Reese Davises out there. Yeah, Ohio State in the points. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not but I'm not betting against Justin Fields unless it's one of these power these power five teams. Mm-hmm. No, Northwestern plays good defense. I'm kind of with that kind of Tulsa Cincinnati matchup here, where I think uh, maybe Northwestern keeps it close, but I think their defense is going to be on the field for way too much. They're not going to be able to move the ball on Ohio, Ohio State's defense. They're going to throw a pick here and there, and it's just going to ultimately be a blowout. Agreed. All right, get into the big games now. Number seven, Florida, which is horseshit. <laughs> Oh Playing gosh. number one, Bama. Bama, 13 and a half. Bama by three touchdowns. <laughs> I, okay. Would you this, say, emo- this is emotional. Would you say that, yeah, it's emotional as would, would you say that <laughs> it's super emotional. last week without, this, without the LSU loss, would you be saying the same thing? If my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. So the what ifs don't fucking play to me. We saw what happened with Florida fucking yeah, but right you're, now. Yeah, you're hot right now. Yeah, you're but, getting hot right now. But we saw what happened. They <laughs> didn't fucking show up, and they lost to an, a bad LSU team who Alabama had no reason to be motivated against LSU, and they blew them up by 30 fucking points. Better so, team. Yeah, just better Alabama, team. Florida's in the way. Get them out of <laughs> the way, Bama. Get out of the way. I fucking love that I'm gonna, part. I'm going to take emotion out of this. Yes. Please. Bama by three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna settle everyone down here. Bama by three touchdowns. Yeah. All right. It's gonna be yeah. an absolute blowout. Um uh yeah. Florida, I do like the over. Flo- oh Bama's playing good defense. We haven't yeah. talked about Bama's defense. We've ta- given a lot of credit to the offense, but I do want to say that since that second half Georgia game, they've been shutting teams out. Like yeah. really shutting teams out. And this is actually a record for Bama. Not this is the first time an SEC team has won ten games in the SEC because typically wow. they typically they play eight. Yeah. So obviously it's a little different. Oh, okay. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. plus a conference championships nine. But I mean, that's impressive to do, especially with how much bias they get into the bullshit. Yeah. Like they're gonna run through again. Some teams are down, but an Auburn, LSU, Georgia, Florida year. That's a really impressive run. I'll, yeah. give, I'll give Bama the credit where credits due this yeah. year. So regardless, they, they Bama are, by a billion. Yeah, 55-30. I take 30 points. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Big game. The game that's going to determine everything for college football this weekend, You guys. sound nervous. Your voice cracked just when you fucking started <laughs> talking Voice about is this. fine. Voice is You're totally nervous. fine. You're getting a little bit of aging This glow. isn't my first podcast. I've been here before. Number two, Notre Dame. Number three, Clemson. Clemson's favored by 10 and a half. See why I already mentioned the line. Thinks it's horseshit. I don't know I, if I it's, think it's horseshit. You think it's horseshit. <laughs> I think it's very alarming to me that Vegas is... Putting Clemson at this much of a of a favorite. If Vegas, these games, okay, like this is the the deal with Vegas. If you're talking about a Tuesday night, you know, Big West basketball game, and there's a line that's ten and a half, you're like, oh, that's a little weird. That's a little much. Yeah. Right. That you don't think it should be that big, but a conference championship t- game between number two and three, there is a lot of research into this. They are not making mistakes. I do think it gets bet down. To about 10, 9.5 possibly. But this is a scary line. It's very scary. So what do you do with it? Take Clemson. <laughs> I'm taking Clemson. Um, they they obviously get the big name Trevor Lawrence back. But that's not the key to this game. They get uh, Sklasky back. The middle linebacker. linebacker. He's yeah. the key to their defense. He missed that first game. Uh, they get a deep tackle back as well. They're starting to get right on defense. Me and Kay Morgan talked about this earlier. They're the best team in college football. Arguably, when they're healthy. Bama's really good. Bama's really good. But 
Clemson's get right. They're angry. They're pissed off. I think Clemson wins this game. By more than 10. I like I like them to cover. Wow. B. I'm going to ride with my boy. Fucking dog. Uh, I, I like Notre Dame. Um, actually, when we discussed this first matchup, I, I said a really bold statement. I said, I don't think it'd be much difference if Trevor Lawrence played. Uh, I said that. You did, so, so I, I'm going to stick I'm, with it. I gotta yeah. st- I'm gonna, gonna saying fat. Yeah, so I'm going to stick with it. But I'll agree with you. I think I the think, bigger difference is Klasky playing yeah. over Trevor Lawrence. It, it is a big difference, but I, I think, think we see a similar ball game. And like I said, you know, a few weeks ago, I think Trevor Lawrence wins in that overtime. Yes. Right? But um, here, here's the, I think it's a close ball game. Here's, I, here's, give, me, give me Notre Dame in the 10. Here's here's what I'm going to say about this game before K-Mor gets into it. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I'll let K-Mor go first. What? No, go, okay. go, go. I'm just laughing. Two factors to this. Okay. The argument was is that DJ still threw for a bunch of yards. Like three plus. They yeah. threw plus, whatever, and they, they still lost, right? Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence probably couldn't do much better. Which stat line? I 100% agree with that, right? I think two differences, though. One is the game plan for this week is not stop ETN. It's don't let Trevor Lawrence go berserk against us. If you stick with don't if you stick with that plan, whatever we do, we're not going to let ETN run the ball. Trevor Lawrence is going to eat you up all the game long. And I think he'll have that same stat line, but with different results. It took double overtime for them to win that game before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Other difference is, is when you're looking across the field, and we're across the line of scrimmage at a freshman, right? Who has no game starts under he's his belt. He's a different freshman, though. Admit you need to admit different, that. Different he's, a, he's a different. He's built different freshman. Okay, but when you're looking across the line of scrimmage at a freshman, agreed. And you're looking Compared, across. Yes, Trevor Lawrence, the best prospect ever, possibly in college football. Wow, <laughs> it's, it's arguable. It's a little different feeling in your gut. Like I just this guy's a little that, different. That, I got to be a little more. You, get, you guys know I love Clemson. Yeah. I love Trevor Lawrence. I actually said a bold statement a few weeks ago. I think he gives the Jets eight wins immediately. I love that. Too. Um, but Notre Dame is playing just so different. Mm-hmm. They're playing really good football. So no matter who's lined up on the other side of the line of scrimmage, I don't care who it is. Notre, I'm giving Notre Dame the credit. Mm-hmm. And I think they just play unbelievable this year. Yeah, so they, they've been unbelievable. I, I like them to make the playoffs, so that means a close game. That me, it has to it has be to a be close, close game. game for Notre Dame. Yes, they have to cover this. Yes, game, I think. Okay. <clears throat> Here as we go. Wearing, as you wearing a Notre Dame shirt, I am. So, what I'll say is, I'm with. I get what you're saying. See why I'm. I get it. It's a different atmosphere with Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. The one thing I will say though is Clemson has not been able to run the ball regardless of who they're playing. Yeah, Etn true. has not done the same because I think their offensive line is down in comparison to last year. So. I don't necessarily think that Notre Dame has to account for the run game because I think our defensive line is superior to their offensive line. I think we proved that last last time we played. So I think we just address that, let that be, and we do take care of business in the secondary. I don't think we necessarily need to like think, okay, we need to stop the run game. So I'm with you. I think the game plan does need to be let's focus on not getting balls thrown over our head. But we do have a great safety in Kyle Hamilton. I love that guy. Number 14. Watch out for him to make some big plays this week. Um, but your corners are – a weakness compared to their receivers. Yeah, but when we when we have good, but it's not the same. It's not Justin Ross and T. Higgins, 
Right. It's different. So Mari Rogers, who's still good, but Rogers it's only him. It's only him. No, they've, they've got, got the other dude who's a Oh, trust uh, me. They've got yeah. plenty of five-star freshmen, but they don't have the veteran presence of T. Higgins, Justin yeah. Ross, like they have in previous years. So I do think, like I said, our corners are a little shaky comparison to our safeties, but we've seen in the NFL and other places, if you have good safety play, you can you can uh, you know avoid some problems in the coverage. So um, prediction time. Notre Dame, see why I get on see why about being emotional about the Bengals. I get emotional about Notre Dame, but this is not emotional. This is business. Notre Dame still wins because at the end of the day, Whoa. Notre Dame still wins this ball game. I love the, it. I, it's it's I love just it. it is what it is. We're stronger at the line of scrimmage. We're gonna force Trevor Lawrence to throw the football. We're gonna pressure him. Like I said, we have one of the best outside linebackers and DNs in the country. So um, I'm all in again on Notre Dame making the playoff. I think we also just run our way through the playoff too. Oh yeah, <laughs> But again, I, I it's probably, not emotional when it's like we've proven to be good. I, that's not emotional. I'd probably bet running my, through the playoff. I, that's hey, pretty fucking emotional. I would probably bet my pinky. You have the Bengals Clemson, going to the Clemson playoff. If Clemson loses, they're still they're still in. So that's wow. what. So that's what I want to talk about. So let's talk about it. So let's say hypothetically. I mean, I, know, I think Notre Dame's going to win, but let's say hypothetically it's a, another double overtime yeah. game. Yeah. Does Clemson have an argument to be the four team? Well, of course they're, they do. They're in. They're Are they in? I think they're in. See why? I think it's close. I think they have an argument, but that'll be a show a lot from the community. They put them in over a one-loss A&M team, undefeated Cincy. Cincy team. But I think a two-loss is ahead of Iowa State and Oklahoma. So, But conference championship, how much does that weigh into it? If Who they, knows, man? I don't know. But here's the thing. Who knows? A&M's not going to have a conference championship. They, you know? they won't. Neither will Florida or Georgia or any but of those teams. Oklahoma might. Iowa State if might. The, if, they throw, if Clemson loses and they throw the Angies in there over Clemson, be upset. But what hurts, be pissed. what hurts Oklahoma is their poor performance last year getting absolutely fucking blown out in the playoffs. Yes. For the third straight year? Second straight year? Well, yeah. no. Well, second because second, the year yes. before they had uh, Baker and they had that double overtime game against Georgia. It was That's a good right. game. That's but right. It's a good football game. It, it's going to be absolute madness. Like I said, that that Notre Dame-Clemson game is going to determine everything. Yeah, so, I agree. I, I like Notre Dame there. I think we're a strong football team this year. I'm really excited about that. Um, final prediction. See why what four teams make it. Four that are there now. Okay, yeah. so you're anticipating Notre Dame losing and going to four then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you got you like the. That's rematch. what I want. I don't know if that'll happen, but that's what I. What want. What do you think will happen then? Uh, I think A and M gets in there at four. Over, Notre Dame. Okay. B. Same four. Notre Dame at four though, okay. uh, with a close close loss. Cover the spread. Against I want that. Clemson. You just said we were gonna lose. <laughs> no, I, I you said, said they're gonna cover. I said minus ten. They're gonna cover. All right, fine. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Fine. Whatever. A cl- I said. Lawrence wins those OT games, those close games. All right. So yeah. you think it's an OT got? game? What I want and what I think is going to happen are exactly the same. It's going to be Alabama 1, Notre Dame 2, Ohio State 3, Clemson 4. I think those are the okay. four best teams. I think the committee knows that. Mm-hmm. That's why they still respected Clemson even after that loss. Yeah. So I like 1 versus 4, Bama, Clemson. We get a huge matchup. The committee Ohio loves State, that. Would be sweet. Ohio State, Notre Dame. That'd be That's really a rematch sweet. from many festivals that we've had. B. Quinn, Troy Smith back in the day. Shout out Brady, Brady Quinn. Those teams are overrated as fuck. You are overrated as fuck. Those two teams are terrible. <laughs> You're fucking terrible. That's terrible. So, anyways, that's our college football recap. Um, wow, ton, ton of content there. We'll have a lot of information come Sunday morning. Uh, we'll know. Sunday afternoon selection show. So by this time next week, we'll be talking about the playoffs a little bit because it's coming up soon. We don't have a long break like we normally do going into those bowl games. Um, so NFL or NCAA recap. That's a preview for this weekend. We'll see what happens.
Go to Notre Dame. All right, now it's time for our NFL Week 14 recap. Uh, a couple of big story headlines I uh, want to go through for the week. Um, the Chiefs survive in South Beach. They they hang on after uh, uncharacteristic three picks from a Mahomes game. Um, it was just a matter of time before they blew up. They, they got the job done. Miami showed some fight. You know, they're, they, they play hard regardless every week. Um, but Chiefs get the job done. Um, Packers take control of the NFC. Uh, they win another big game. Rodgers shows out. What is it, six straight games for Devontae Adams? Touchdown? Yeah. yeah. Seven. Seven, sorry. Seven. Uh, Packers, I, we need we need that bye. I, yeah. I really do. With the, the NFC teams, uh, they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, pe- teams like the Rams and the Bucks, I really want to be at home. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, the the way they got in position to be the number one seed right now in the NFC is Jalen Hurts. First start, goes and beats uh, Taysom Hill and the Saints. The Saints were holding that down, that number one spot. They hadn't lost a game without Breeze, which is pretty impressive. Um, that was. They get sniped. They lose. Breeze could possibly come back this week. We don't know. But regardless, nice little game from Jalen Hurts. Um, good for him to come out and show that. Um, football team. Football team wins again. They take care of business against the San Francisco 49ers in Glendale, Arizona. Yeah, I said that right. Um, weird COVID rules. But they they take care of business. They beat uh, the 49ers. Uh, Alex Smith locked his uh, comeback player of the year. Juan Rivera should be the coach of the year with cancer, coach of the year. I love that. Great storylines. I love that, but don't disrespect Matt LaFleur another year. Give him the give him the award. Uh, I give it to Ron Rivera, to be honest, over that. Redskins were really bad last year. He has one leg meatloaf, <laughs> Alex Smith, and you have fucking Aaron Rodgers with Matt LaFleur. Get the fuck out of here. Matt LaFleur has lost like six games in but it's two like, seasons. But it's like Harbaugh getting coach of the year last year with Lamar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's going to get the MVP. Give Rodgers MVP. Fuck yeah. LaFleur. I would rather my coach get coach of the year. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. Okay. Um, the Cardinals and the Bucks bounce back. Cardinals take care of business against the Giants. Uh, the a lot, Bucks. A lot of people like Giants plus three. I know. Going into it. Barstool was all over Giants I, plus I loved three. Arizona this week. I did too, actually. Loved them. Uh, they Especially take, Danny Dimes on a bad hammy. He can't yeah. take care of the ball. You turn, turnover machine, dude. Dude. Turnover machine. I like the Giants. You guys know. I like, I'm like. i a low-key Danny, Danny Dimes, Dimes fan. Guy, yeah. but, I know. Oh, dude, stop fumbling. This is a good football team. But I, hate I think Cole they McCoy. actually com- – <laughs> I hate Cole McCoy. I hate Cole McCoy. Ever since he was at Texas. I and it was a whole Tebow, Sam uh, Bradford, Cole McCoy bullshit. I've always yeah. hated Cole McCoy. Um, fucking sucks. The Bucks off a of bye. They play a pretty close first half with the Vikings. Dude, the- Dan Bailey, fuck. Three mixed field goals, two extra points. Honestly, I I felt like the Vikings should have won that they game. They definitely should have. You know what's bullshit? I'm calling out B. Ramick. So me and B. Ramick talked early in the week. Ooh, wow. And this is, I have some gripe with him. And, it, looks, it looks it. And he goes, I love the Bucks this week. Going to hammer them, Brady off a bye. I said, be careful. Minnesota's playing for their lives. They're not a bad football team. I like Minnesota this week. I picked them as my upset. Yeah. And he texts me. After the game, nice Minnesota call. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I get it. Like Tampa Bay won and covered, but but did you, you watch the game? If you watched the whole game, yeah. you would you would honestly thought that Minnesota was a better football team. They dominated line of scrimmage against the number one rush defense in Tampa Bay. Dalvin had 120 in a tug. Yeah, Dalvin's fucking good. They missed three field goals and two extra points. They lost by 12. Yeah. Uh, do the math. That's so right, Brandon's like, yeah, I watched it. I was like. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> They're right in that ball game. I, I, I get it though. Oh. I really wanted uh, 
the Vikings a win, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Bucks take care of business, though. They looked they looked okay. They find a way to win. Um, the Steelers, they go into Buffalo Sunday Night Football. Um, they lose in kind of a close game. Uh, mm. Good second half from good game. Josh Allen. A really good second half from Diggs. I'll get into that. The Steelers there. frauds? No. Do you want to have this conversation every week? Did we say? I know we said it last week, but you guys, you guys talked about it last week. I wasn't here. I listened from an outside perspective. Absolutely not. They're not frauds. Um, there are two losses. If you, the season ended today, are from playoff teams. Yeah, they got to figure out how to to win those games, and they got they got to get the running game going. No running game. No running game. That's that's their weakness. They yeah. have to, and it's a good offensive line. I don't know what the hell's going on. But the hey, but the Bills are freaking legit. The Bills are real. The Bills are real. I've been on them all year. The, yeah. the Mafia is really good. So losing, I, I wasn't surprised. I, I don't know if you're going to touch on Stephon Diggs, that's what you're going to touch on. But yeah. I think he's the difference maker this year. So we'll talk about it later. Then, yeah. But that's just my piece mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So last game of the week was Browns-Ravens. Potentially game of the year, they're saying. Uh, three scores in the last two minutes. Oh, my God. Uh, unbelievable finish. I had the Ravens picked. I was the only one on the pod who picked the Ravens. I bet Browns in the over. That was really close. They get the job. Oh, yeah, you got lost on that safety at the very end. A lot of guys lost that. Millions of dollars. They said flipping Vegas over it. Um, It's insane. Regardless, though, great game. Both quarterbacks played really well. I think this was the best Lamar game of 2020. Showed some flashes. Uh, We only threw the ball like five times. Yeah. But... uh, it was a great game. I think both teams. I think the Ravens get in the playoffs now, after winning that game. I think they're the playoff team. Yeah, I, I like you just mentioned. Lamar Jackson looked like that kind of MVP form where he can run all over a team, right? And then uses that to expose, you know, a Hollywood deep for a, a potential ceiling touchdown. Yeah, I mean, after fucking me in fantasy football all year. Yeah, right. so we would do that now. I know, <laughs> asshole. Um, so those are the big stories of Week 14. Uh, big Nuts Player of the Week. Who is your Big Nuts Player of the Week? K. Morgan. Yeah, I'll start. I got two two QBs that were playing against their old teams, Alex Smith and Andy Dalton. So shout out both of them. They get wins, both of them on the road. Um, I know obviously Smith wasn't in San Francisco, but to both teams that drafted them, both teams that they took the playoffs, um, one of them Super Bowl with Alex Smith and the Niners. So um, give, give credit where credit's due, both of them. I know we've been giving a lot of love to Alex Smith this year, but Dalton too showed up in Cincinnati, and you got to respect it, especially with kind of having an up-and-down year with the Cowboys. Yeah. I love that. Um, I mentioned mine uh, earlier. Uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, 10 catches, 130 yards, and in, in a touchdown, and actually gave uh, Big Flem the, the the victory in fantasy over Joey. Yeah. Uh, you you kind of said it. He is the huge difference maker for Josh Allen becoming a bottom tier accuracy quarterback to in the top 10. Right. He's. You know he's playing great. He has a an absolute number one now. Cole Beasley's playing amazing. But back to Diggs, he shredded the corners, which I think is the second weakest spot on the Steelers uh, running back, and then their corners. Uh, no one could guard him. Yeah, it was, he did whatever he wants. Dude, I'm I've been on Diggs. He plays harder than any other receiver in the NFL. The man plays fucking balls out every play. I respect him. Having a great year. Um, I'm gonna go Mitch Trubisky. You know, you, everyone wants to give him chip for – he's been terrible. Against right? Deshaun Watson with the whole thing? The whole thing, man, was Deshaun <laughs> Watson. The Bears passed him up. They hey, took he Trubisky. Did go off. But he went off 267-3. and three. Um, Deshaun only had one touchdown for 220. 
in no world was it the right pick to take Mitch over Deshaun. <laughs> or but, Mahomes. <laughs> or Mahomes. But at some point, Mitch said, fuck this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to show out and show I have some value. You know, it's not as much value, but I have some value. And you got to respect a guy who go out and do that. You got to give credit where credit's due for this week. Player of the week, not player of the year. So, big nuts player this week, Mitch Trubisky. They win 36-7. to I like, I mean, I like that. Give some credit. The, the draft story behind it all. I, I like that. So, sure. those were our big nuts player of the week. Let's get an update on the competition. Oh, right? my God. Uh, see why. I don't know if it's a lock for you to be first, but it looks like it. Didn't miss a game besides my upset last week. 66. Uh, Mac, 59. K Morg right behind him, 57. And I'm trailing 54. I feel like this is has to be my week <laughs> or I'm driving somewhere. And right now it's Minnesota, which I do not want to go there. Oh, it was almost Vegas with the Jets. One. It was almost Damn, Vegas. That would have been oh, tight. Yeah. Just keep picking them. Yeah. I, I picked it. <laughs> yeah. I picked an interesting lock this week. All right. So going Sketch. to our week 15. <laughs> Our week 15 preview. Um, wow, we have some good games this week. We're going to start with those Mitch Trubisky Bears at the Vikings. Both teams are 6-7. and seven. It's do or die. If one team loses, they're done. Season's I, over. I agree. Um, Yikes. We'll start with B since your division. <laughs> Who do you got? Oh, man. I think this might be biased based on the semifinals against Brandon and fantasy purposes. I have Justin Jefferson. He has Allen Robinson. I'm going to go Vikings. Okay. Uh, I think they're the better football team with the better coach and a better quarterback. That's it. Got it. Okay, Morgan? I hate I, – I think Trubisky sucks. Yeah. I really do. That's the only reason I'm picking Vikings. I don't trust the Vikings. Dan Bailey sucks. But you know what I do trust? The run game for the Vikings. Yep. So Love even it. even regardless of how good the Bears' run D is, I, I think that team can run the football regardless on anybody. I'm going the Vikings as well as Matt. Clean oh, sweep wow. here. Yeah, so. that's, that's I thought you'd me. be a Bears guy, to be yeah, honest with you. Uh, on the road, I think they're not going to – I think the Vikings are the better team. Okay. Uh, moving on, we have the Seahawks at football team. Uh, very interesting matchup. Football team's rolling. Seahawks are up and down. They kind of played at level competition, but they blew out the Jets 40-3 to this week. Uh, we will start with myself. I, you guys I think you guys know I'm going. I'm going Seahawks. They've been in my squad all year. I think they get the job done. I think a very close game though. Um, but I like them. Really? To, I like them to win this game. Okay. Okay, Morgan. Yeah, I'll go. I, I like Seahawks as well. I think this is the game where it doesn't matter how good your defense is because Russell Wilson can put points on you. Yep. So, and I don't think. I love Alex Smith to death. I just don't think he can put up points up into the you know the forties that I think Russell Wilson might at some point. Right. B. Yeah, I I probably hate to sweep it, but I'm at right there with K Morg. I say these about you know four or five quarterbacks in the league for four or five teams. It doesn't matter what the ranking of the defense is on the other side. They're gonna get it. They're gonna get theirs. And especially I just, if the other team doesn't have yeah. the offense to and compete. Right. Yeah, I just I I don't think the uh, Washington football team's offense is there yet. Right. Uh, Max going football team. Interesting. No clean sweep. We have okay. we have one guy. He's trying to make a move. Trying Door, to make doors a... open for us. Yes. Doors <laughs> open for you two guys. So Mac is going football team. Uh, Thursday night football. We have the Chargers at the Raiders. Yuck. Um, hmm. Close game. Raiders coming off. Not very playing three bad games in a row. Um, they barely beat the Jets. They, they lose to the Colts. They lose to the Falcons. Um, Chargers coming off a last-second field goal against the Falcons. Um, 
We'll start with Mac. He's going to Chargers on the road in Vegas. Uh, B, who do you got? Um, I have Chargers. I have Chargers. Whoa. There's something you said earlier that ma- almost made me change my mind is the firing of uh, Gunther. Yeah. I feel like when you see that around in the NFL, teams play off that. They play emotionally off that, too, and they play better. So I, I feel like this defense is going to play better. Right. But I think <laughs> but, Herbert throws for 400 yards. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Raiders. I think this is a big See Raiders win. Um, the Raiders, they know this is do or die time. If they want any chance to get in the playoffs, they have to win this game. I think Gunther getting they fired. They got to win out. When you fire a coach in the NFL, it's different than college or anything else because now they're saying, okay, they fired our coach. The next is to go to the players. Yeah. Like, once they fire the coach, that's the, the first guy to go. Next is us. So now they're playing for their livelihoods. Oh, ne- next is Corey Littleton gets yeah. cut. It's guys like that. Which would be crazy. That, so, was their off, that was their big sign. And he's terrible. Yeah. So I, I like the Raiders big here. Okay. I like the Raiders. Whew. I'm up and down on them. I love them some weeks. I hate them some weeks. I love them here. I'm with you, CY. I do think that Herbert can throw for a billion, but I also think Carr could throw for a billion. But yeah. um, I'm with you also. Firing a D coordinator when you're in the middle of a you know playoff push is not a good sign. It's kind of I don't I don't love that. But I'm 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 sticking with the Raiders. I've been on them all year. Okay, so we're split there. Two Raiders, two Col- or two Chargers. Um, next we have the Cardinals or the Eagles at the Cardinals. Um, this is a big game for playoff purposes for the Cardinals. Taking the Hurts' second start. Uh, we'll start with Mac. Mac is taking the Cardinals at home. Okay, Morgan, who you got? Cardinals at home. I think uh, Eagles got their run game going with Miles Sanders, but they're running into a Cardinals team that plays really good football in run D. So I'm going Cardinals. Going Cardinals as well. I think they take care of business at home. Oh, it's a sweep. Oh. Uh, yeah, Cardinal. I've been high on the Cardinals. Uh, they they control their own fate for that uh, last wild card spot. Yeah, they just win. They're in. It's so no matter what you know, Bears or Vikings or any of those teams do, they win. They're in. Mm-hmm. Last game is the Sunday night football game: Browns at the Giants. Uh, very interesting game. This game got flexed um, into this position, which is who thinks the Giants and the Browns gets flexed, but um, <laughs> but it's twenty twenty. It does. Mac, we'll start with his pick. He is taking the Browns. Um, B, who do you got? I have Browns. They have the absolute team that would just murder Daniel Jones. Yeah. They have the, the pass rush, the fast corners. He's going to turn the ball over four times. Okay, Morgan? Browns, Miles Garrett's going to be the difference. Yeah. It's a clean sweep here. Um, if they would have lost against the – or if they would have beat the Ravens, I'm sorry, I think they have a chance to lose this game. But coming off that loss, I know they got to – have a chance to get a higher seed, better wild card spot. I like the the Browns in this position. Um, time for our locks of the week. We will start with Max Lock. He is going with the Colts. So the Colts play the Texans. Interesting. Interesting lock. He's taking the Colts. That was uh, that was an upset. I mean that yeah. very well almost was very close to being my upset last yeah. two weeks ago. So that's a bold take. B. Man. At. You riding Packers again? Titans. Oh, okay. Oh no. <laughs> I'm going Titans. Uh, I kind of love that for fantasy purposes. Uh, I I think it's a good pick. Also, I'm not I'm not mad if they lose. Uh, that'd be a fun place to drive. Okay. Rams over the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Need the points. Keep take, giving me points. I'm taking the Rams as well. I think okay. the Rams come back and win. They're this. too good to it's lose. Too good. Yeah. Um, upsets. Upset of the week. 
We'll start with Mac. You kind of get a preview of it. Football team. He's gotcha. running a football team against Seattle. He already picked him in our picks. He's going to double down with it, trying to get some double points out That's of it. Incredibly bold. Yeah. Incredibly bold. Um, I'm going to take kind of, I'm going to go on a limb here. I've been kind of doing all right and just kind of a gut feeling with me. I'm going Broncos. Broncos over the Bills. Um, you also kind of want this for I, your I know. Fa- for and your I tried to take matchup. my emotion out of it. But yeah, that's your fancy matchup. But big win for the Bills Sunday night football against the Steelers. Got to go across country playing the cold against a Broncos team that's playing a lot better. They last few weeks they've been much better. They have no corners, which is scary as fuck. But I think they have a chance to win this yeah, game against Steph Diggs. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I think the odds between two. I'm going to go with the Broncos as my upset. B. Uh, I'm going against Max Locke. Um, I Texans. I All almost right. watched it happen for for K Morg a few weeks ago. Fumble on the five to win, basically. They. Um, I think Deshaun and this team have some fight left, and they they need to show it these last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Playing for their lives, some yeah. of the guys on that roster, so I get that. K-Morg. Let me just say, last time CY and I both picked the Broncos, they had a receiver at quarterback. That happened the next day. That was bullshit. <laughs> that happened the next day, unfortunately. So, I'm needless to say, I'm not picking the Broncos. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I am, however, going to call myself B-Ramic and CY and pick the Falcons oh, to beat the Oh, here we go. I hate myself. I hate myself for it. Leaving the door before you be. You're trying to leave the door open for let, you. Let me in. This is an upset. This is an upset. What do you mean? I, I know, but. What do you mean? This is an upset. Hey, you so. know, that was actually my first. I'm going to be honest. That was my first choice, but I had to stay away from your guys' as I can't even look at Atlanta's anymore. I can't even. When I look at Atlanta, I scroll past. I just can't. I can't do they it. They can beat the Raiders the next week. They can lose the Chargers I can't do the it. next. It doesn't matter. I can't it do it. It doesn't matter. Hey, this is, they're due to win, apparently. They're due to beat a good team, according to life. So we'll see. Oh, shoot. So. If you keep betting black, it hits black. Eventually. It's going to hit black. Uh, moving on to our full eye, or clear eyes, full heart, can't lose players from B. Ramick. Um, he's been on video the last couple weeks. We, we literally told him, dude, the chip challenge, never do it. And he it did it. The worst thing, and he did it. Good for him. I mean, yeah, good for him. I mean, team guy, you know, team, podcast guy, but fuck, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. I got a couple complaints about the video quality. He filmed from like his iPhone 30. He needs a better. <laughs> he video does need quality. an upgrade. But regardless, love it. Um, recap: He had Teddy two gloves at quarterback. He said two fifty six and three touchdowns. Actual stat line was three fourteen and one touchdown. Running back: He had Gio Bernard. He said one twelve and one. Actual stat line was twenty three total yards. Great call, Raymond. And a fumble. Yeah, fumble, big fumble. Uh, receiver, he had Antonio Brown. He said seven receptions for 105 and a tug. Actual stat line was five for 49. Uh, tight end, he had Robert Tonian. Uh, five receptions, 64 yards, and one touchdown. Actual stat line was five receptions, 36 yards, and a touchdown. Tight end streak, he got a height streak going after he couldn't pick one. They're all, they're all getting in. They're um, all getting in. Defense, he had the Cardinals, two sacks, two interceptions, one forced fumble. Actual stat line, they had eight sacks, five forced fumbles. Jesus Christ. Good God. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Uh, moving on to week 15. These are his players for this week. Kyler Murray, 300 total yards, three touchdowns. Tough matchup, but he thinks Murray can bring his running game back a little bit. He gets a little bit healthier with the shoulder. Uh, keeps Arizona playoffs hope alive. Running back, he has J.K. Dobbins. He says 102. Maybe the best balance in the league. Shut fact. the fuck up. It's a fact. Okay, me and K. Morgan get this argument. Who had better balance? Which is weird. Like, <laughs> Who's like better yards after getting hit initial contact? Between J.K. Dobbins and Clyde Edward Hilaire, 
Because the big thing about Clyde coming out was like the guy doesn't get tackled. That's all it says. Oh, this guy's balance is incredible. And then so me and Kate Morgan have this inside joke that the Dobbins is obviously the better back and has more balance. I uh, I don't know. All right, moving on. Receiver. We'll leave that that to the poll. (laughs) Yes, Chris Godwin, seven receptions, eighty-nine yards, and a tug. Tight end, Cole Komet, Ooh. five receptions, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Notre Dame. And defense, he has the Bills D. Uh, three sacks, two interceptions, one forced fumble, nine points allowed. Bills, Mafia. So that's uh, B. Ramix. Uh, clear eyes, full heart, can't lose players. We have some interesting matchups in the semis in our league, fourth and drunk. Um, B. Ramick upsets uh, Danny Hay. To get in the semis to play the number one seed, B. Flem. What's up? And the Mahomies. Um, Patrick Mahomies. And he has Tyreek Hill as well, so that's going to be a tough matchup. I also had a bye, and I get to play Look Ryan. at us. One and two. Yeah. Look at us. Look at us. I play Ryan Flem, <laughs> who uh, knocked off Joe Show, the four seed. Another upset. Yeah. Or, th- uh, sorry, the three seed, Danny Hayes, yeah. the four seed. Uh, another upset, so... Um, we'll see how these matchups go. So we're in the semis this week. We'll have some updates for you. Uh, you know, obviously, I hope me and CY sitting in there in the championship. So. Yeah, I don't need an all Fleming Bowl with uh, two Fleming brothers. Dude, I don't want Brandon Ryan in there. I don't either. Fuck them. All right, so moving on to our weekly gambling picks with CY. Um, last week, I hit Titans minus seven and a half for my straight bet. Six point teaser hit Chiefs Seahawks over in the Green Bay game and the under in the Philly. And New Orleans game, uh, the parlay lost because somehow the fucking Cardinal or the Chargers in the Atlanta don't score points in the second half. They can't get it. But regardless, hit two out of three, profitable week. Moving on this week, uh, straight bet. I have the Cardinals minus six and a half. I think they went at home against the Eagles we talked about earlier. Six point teaser. I like Green Bay, tease it from eight and a half down to two and a half. They win that game. I like the Texans, tease it from seven points to 13 points. Get you the extra points. Tough division game. I like the under in the Minnesota game in Chicago from 46. Tease it up to 52. No way Trubisky does the same thing to a, a Vikings defense that he did last week. And then I like the Rams. Tease it from 17 to 11. I think they win by two touchdowns, two scores. I think that's no problem. Uh, parlay. I like the Dolphins minus two and a half against the Patriots. Bounce back after a loss. They need to win this game to keep playoff contention. I like the over in the Indian-Houston game. Um, story about this game. Shout out Big Oak. Big Oak laid a lot of money last time on that Texans Colts game. And it was flying over at halftime. Flying over. I think three points in the second half. It's three points in the second half. Uh, then Deshaun Watt. Then they get a safety. That's the Colts D. So they had three points. No points in third quarter. Yeah. Okay. Three points in the fourth. The the Colts get a safety. They they get a safety. All they need now is four points to cover. No, three. They needed four. Are you sure? Three was a push. Four was a cover. Right, but push would have got him to overtime, and then Deshaun yes. fumbles on yeah. the five. Well, so b- it b- before that play, okay, the Colts get a safety. They punt it to the Colts. The Colts run it back for a touchdown. They call it back for holding. Call it back. So then the Colts punt. Hein- yeah, Hines Desha- took it to the house. Yes, Deshaun goes all the way down the field to the five. Touchdown, big O kids. Glorious. Okay, more hits is upset. They fumble on they the fumble. four. Unbelievable. But regardless, I like the over this week. Indian Houston, over 51. And then I like the Ravens minus 13 and a half. I know it's a lot of points, but um, I think they get it done because they need to win this game. All right, time for bet roulette. Um, 
Did we hit any bench roulette last week? I don't even know if we hit. I we know did. I didn't hit. No, I didn't. No. You guys didn't hit either? No. I had to pick against my own picks. <laughs> yeah. And you weren't that bad. No, I'd had a good week. Five for six. Yeah, you had a good week. So Of course, of course the week I have to bet against myself. And Mac had the Pennsylvania teams and the Pittsburgh Steelers lost. So Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Eagles. Eagles went Steelers. Can you imagine? Steelers. Yeah, wild, right? So time for this week's bet roulette. B's on the docket. Yeah. Here we go. By the way, me and Mac played some roulette this weekend, and we had a good week with it. All right. Zero. Oh, my God. Single zero. Oh, my goodness. Just take my money. Bet every over. Yeah. Got to bet every over. That's fine. That's fine. That's, That's fine. actually a good bet. I love doing that because then you want, you want fun football. Yeah, you want uh, points. Who doesn't want points, right? Yeah. That, that Game work. Illegal toss. Ball off the table. Ball, ball off the table. table. We have another ball. Don't, don't worry. Another ball. Still Jesus spinning. Christ. Still spinning. Right. That's a good one. Thank you. All right. What does he have? Black 15. Black 15. Good number. Yeah. We've had this last week. Pennsylvania teams to win. Yeah, that's three straight. That's three straight. Wow. Pennsylvania teams to win. So you have to bet. Steelers. Steelers against the Bengals on Monday Night Football. Okay. Lock. And then you got the Eagles. At Arizona. At Arizona. That you picked against already. Yeah. So Jesus. those two teams. Sick. Whatever. All right. I'll go. It's not the worst, guy. It's not the worst. I mean, that could hit. How do we hit that three times in a row, though? That's kind of wild. Black 28. I hit that three times in Vegas, by the way. It's a good number. Uh, Black 28. Bet all CY's picks. Ride on my picks. Parlay. I got to ride on my picks. Parlay. That's twice that. Kate Morgan had a bet against his picks last week. So we got to spin it for Matt. Who wants to do the honors, B? I'll, I'll, I'll shoot it. You guys have a new respect for like the ladies that do this shit? Yes. It's not easy to spin this ball. Black 11. Black 11. Remember. All orange teams to cover. We had that before, too. <laughs> We've had that before. Dude, nuts. Cleveland. Cincinnati. Denver. Denver, Chicago. Chicago. I threw Miami in there. Does it count? No. No. Okay. So no those, Miami. Those four. Depends on who they're playing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Chicago. Yeah, it counts. Denver, Cincinnati, Cleveland to cover. All right. That's for that's for Mac. For Mac. Yeah. That's Mac's pick. Okay. So I'm I'm almost guaranteed he's had this one already. Someone's had it. I don't know who had it, but someone's had Shit. it. Already. I've already done the Pennsylvania teams. And so has Matt. Yeah. That's crazy. We've been landing on the same numbers. We have a lot of numbers we haven't hit. We have some fun bets out there. But regardless, that's bet roulette. We're gonna hit one this week. I guarantee it. Mark my word. All overs. If that All hits, <laughs> we're going to Vegas. We're going to Vegas. So um moving on. That was our NFL recap and preview for this week. A uh, little bit of UFC. We had a UFC pay-per-view this week. Some great fights. Um, we won't spend a ton of time on it, but uh, Mackenzie Dern takes care of the girl with the lazy eye. Can't even say her <laughs> eye. Uh, Verna Jaroba. Jaroba. Yeah, that was a good scrap. I mean, honestly, like Dern way more for her jiu-jitsu grappling ground game. And um, it was... I mean, literally all of it was, you know, the striking. And she actually showed up, broke her nose, kept grinding. Uh, CY's thing with women's UFC is any girl that, could hit, that breaks her beak first loses. Yeah, automatically. And, hey, she broke her beak and kept grinding. That was the first time I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. yeah. Good for her, Mackenzie She's Dern. tough. Joe Show's girl. Yeah. Um, but the good. other girl was solid, too. Yeah. To be honest with they you, like, tough. I'm, I'm good with betting them. 
the rest of the way through that division. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, the big, we had two main events, co-main events. Um, I guess you want to call it. We'll talk about Kevin Hall and John. Oh, Ray. I was going to save that. I was going to oh, save, save fine, save it. And that's your boy. I'll that's just your give guy. him a shout out. That's your guy. We can go there now. Kevin Holland. Um, I've been on him all year. He's been a warrior. He fights every three he's, weeks. He's honestly like, company guy. Yeah. Like, honestly, to, to a T. Um, Dana calls him big mouth, like, talking shit, but, like, kind of serious because, obviously, he talks a lot of shit. I mean, the guy goes in here, knocks somebody out, and then talks shit to Adesanya. Holland's not even ranked. You know what I mean? But it's just, like, running his mouth about shit. Goes in against Yacare. Fucking knocks out Jacare. Now from it's the, like from his back. From his back. Wild knockout. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Holland's a dude, man. He has hands. Mm-hmm. He has heavy hands. And Jacare was one of those guys who's journeyman. You know, you're scared against the uppercomer against Holland. Be- veteran. But, like I kind of saw it. Like, hey, Jacare was just kind of like take him down, just work him for three rounds. But Holland got hands. Just like Jacare was fucked up. Oh, he was hey, fucking pieced up. Dana, Dana needs to make Holland and Kismet right now. Oh, Ooh. Shemaev. Yep. Ooh. Do it. Hey, do it now, and then give give the winner everything, Every, I, whatever they want. I actually like Holland in that fight, but I like Holland a lot, man. I mean, but talk about Holland for a second. I mean, five fights in twenty twenty. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, that's we love that as a fan, and Dude, he, every, and he's dominating. Every time we watch a card on Saturday on a fight night or anything, whatever it is, it's like Kevin Holland's fucking fighting again. Yeah, knocked out Joaquin Buckley. You know the guy with the spinning back kick KO, with the knockout of the year, with knockout of the year. Yeah, I mean he he's on a he's on a fucking roll. I mean was gonna fight Hermanson, fights Jacare, both ranked guys in the top ten, easily put himself in the top ten with this win. Yeah, I agree. I mean. Fucking huge. Well deserved. Uh, well deserved. As a fan, that's fun when you when you like a fighter and then he's going on every card. <laughs> yeah. Good. I mean, shout out Kevin Holland. Yeah. Respect Fired me up. Respect. Respect to do. Um, Oliveira takes down Tony Ferguson. Fuck. Man, that was tough on us. I thought Ferguson. This was kind of that fight for me where Ferguson it goes one or two ways. Either it was a fluke that he lost to Gaethje, mm-hmm. or it was he's done. It's time. Yeah. And it's, it's time. he's done. You think I, he's done? It's a wrap. Ferguson, he had a good run. Yeah, I think we've seen the end of Tony Ferguson. But do you think... I, I, I feel like this is a Chuck Liddell moment. Like, stop. Chuck oh. Liddell, Anderson Silva, It was. it's one of those things for me. But do you think that he ran into a streaking Oliveira who is kind of there in the title conversation? Or do you think it's done? Um, I Oliveira's phenomenal. He's really fucking Phenomenal. Good. But... Best Tony Ferguson beats best Oliveira when they're both at the top of their talent pool. We've seen that. Ferguson couldn't lose anyone. <laughs> yeah, for a long time. For a long Ten time. Years, yeah. So you can't say that if it was best Tony Ferguson. It's not. We're not seeing best Tony Ferguson anymore. It's not. It's not the no. best. But I'm just saying I still think he's got some good fights left in him. I, I Do know. I think he's going to fight for the belt ever again? Probably not. I, if I'm him, I'm, I'm retiring. He has beef with the UFC already. He talks so much shit on Dana yeah. every week. But regardless, I mean... Ferguson SoCal guy. We've we've been on Ferguson for a while, I like guys. Ferguson. I mean, I bet very emotional on him. Mm-hmm. Very emotional on Ferguson because he's definitely one of my favorite fighters of all time. But I mean, I'm gonna talk about Oliveira for a second. I mean, C1 and I watched this fight and we were like, holy shit, we have never seen Tony Ferguson, you know, fight like that. Right. Or like, you know, get worked like that. Because you watched that fight, it was a dominant performance. It truly was. The fight was was on the ground. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to take, I don't take anything away back. from Oliver. No. Yeah, I don't either. I think he was unbelievable, and he's going into his prime with a lot of fights under his belt. Yeah, 
He's he's been he's been in the UFC for a long time. Was a featherweight early in his career. Has lost to he's fought kind of like a who's who of the featherweight division. Yeah. Holloway, Edgar, Cub Swanson. He's fought all these guys before. Now he's in lightweight. More of his true kind of body weight, his true class. And now he's on another whole tear. Like I said, an early win when COVID first hit and they had the first UFC Apex fight in Vegas, and he dominated Kevin Lee. I was like, holy shit, this guy's fucking real. Because Kevin Lee. He's up and down with his career a lot of times, but he's still a very athletic, good grappler on the ground. And Oliver pretty much did the same thing and ended up submitting him. Oliver's going to be atop that class for a while, man. He's going to get a shot. I so, don't know if he's a title shot, but he's so going to get a shot. So what's next? Where does he land in this division? Because it is, it's obviously the most loaded division, the most what, stacked division. What where does, does he, he deserve land? or what is he going to get? That's two different questions. I you think. tell me. I think he's going to get Gaethje. Um, I think he deserves to pass that and get a title shot. No. I don't. I think he should be ahead of. No, he get. He should get Gaethje. He should. He's gonna get Gaethje. I think. I think he should get Gaethje. Yeah. First, like, I I think that's a good fight to set up. I think he kind of runs through Gaethje. Like on, from what I saw. I I, I mean, I come agree. on. Yeah. Come on. I'm from not. What we saw, I'm not against that. I actually I, don't think even think it's close. I don't either. You can make. I mean, from what we saw from Gaethje, Khabib. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can make an argument that Oliveira. It's gonna do the same thing to all of them after what we saw. You know, I mean, yeah. you don't know until you know, yeah. obviously. But I mean, shit, it was a very dominant performance. I mean, and Tony Ferguson's a guy that's very good off his back. He always has been. I mean, he made a career off you know choking people out from the bottom. He triangle choked Kevin Lee on for the interim I, belt. My my from pr- the bottom. My prediction probably next summer, Dustin Oliveira. You love Dustin. I think he. Be- I think, think he beats Dustin Connor. Beats Connor. Ooh. I think he beats Connor. Whole another. Whole another topic. You know what's fucking sweet? That side note. When we were driving to Vegas, me and Mac. So we drive on Sunday morning, early as fuck. We drive by the Apex. We see the sign for Paraboo Marino mm-hmm. and um, Figueroa, and then we leave Monday at like four, and the new sign was already coming up with Poirier, Connor. And we're like, oh, that's that's sick. Like not even like. Forty-eight hours after the main event, and it body's like still warm. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's just Can so we talk sick. about the armbar that Ferguson didn't tap? Oh on? my god, that was disgusting. I, we had a like, I was like, it was like a car accident where I couldn't look away, but I wanted to. Dude, I was like, <laughs> I know. Oh my god, like, <laughs> like when you're watching something and it hurts. Yeah, you can oh, see it in Ferguson's you? face how bad that hurt and how bad he wanted to tap. But yeah, the guy's a fucking gangster. Gangster, he I is. Mean, he really is. Straight gangster. I mean, I. They haven't come out with any, you know, injuries oh, on yeah. what happened. They I haven't talked it. about it. Ferguson made a post about, you know, no excuses. You know what I mean? Like, hats off to him, blah, blah, blah. Like, I wasn't there mentally, but I'm going to get back into it. No excuses, blah, blah. But, like, what the fuck happened to the guy's arm? I mean, <laughs> holy shit. I can't believe it didn't snap. I mean, this that hurts, and I'm just straightening it out. Oh, that no. thing was – he had it behind his back because he readjusted – and then yanked out even more. No, I it, mean, good it, God. There's some, there's some stuff going on over there. Yeah. Oh, Ferguson's a madman. We knew that. If anyone was going to not tap on that, it's Tony Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, and the main God. event. Main event, Figueroa and Marino. Wow, what a scrap. Probably a top five fight of the year. Um, Probably, yeah. Ends in a draw. Hats up to Marino, dude. Yeah, hats off to both these guys. Figueroa fought three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Both of them fought three weeks ago. Figueroa was in the hospital the night before because mm-hmm. stomach issues because he's cutting so much fucking weight. Yeah. Um, it's hurting him. But, man, these guys went to war. These guys absolutely went to war. Bad call and the, they took a point away for the nut shot. I didn't agree with it. I mean, came over... I mean, Figueroa probably would won the fight if they didn't take away that point. He does win the fight because yeah. they took a point yeah. away. 
and it was tied, you right. give him those points. That you give him that extra point. It's a win. Right. Yeah. Um. My my problem with the take the you know the point being taken away. There was no warning. There was no kick in the balls beforehand. It was just that one kick. And I understand the rule is that if you think that that kick is violent enough to affect him the rest of the fight, then that makes sense. Right. But as we saw, it didn't affect him at all. No. So that's where I say, okay, they need to reevaluate. They should have either... warned. That should the the warning should have been issued there. And no point. Yes, exactly. And then if we go from there, then, you know, or maybe it does affect him later on. And then you say, okay, maybe maybe we take a point away after the fact or something like yeah. that. But regardless, bad call. I didn't yeah. like it. Um, my thing about the fight, though, like you said, I Figueredo is an amazing champion. I've been on him all year. Four fights, four t- UFC title fights. That's incredible. His, his last card was my mortal lock. And his last card is your mortal lock. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't give Brandon Moreno the respect, you know, going into that fight. I thought it was going to be, you know, a first or second round knockout for Figueredo. He took some fucking huge shots. Look like his form was broken. Like, he, he got said he it was got, fine, but it was he like, got pieced up. You know what I mean? Like he got he, he took some monster shots from Figueroa, and he he gave him a little bit back. It was I think the there was a power discrepancy between the two. 100 percent, like a very large one, to be honest with you. But he ate those shots and kept going, and so I I give him the respect. Um, the rematch is due 100. percent He he's yeah. earned that. It's going to be a while. Those, those Sorry. guys got to heal up. Oh, of course. Sorry, Garbrandt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know. Cody doesn't deserve shit. Cejudo's talking. You know, he'll always say he's coming back. But these these two are going to be at the top. I love Figueredo and Cejudo. Oh, you'd love Figueredo just to knock his ass I out, I would huh? love him to fuck him up. <laughs> I hate Cejudo. I wish anyone would fuck him up. Uh, but, but, yeah. Hey, Figueredo. I mean, we talk about Kevin Holland, fighter of the year. Um, Figueroa's definitely in that conversation oh, for me personally. I, I mean, think he might be it. You he might for, be it. for me. You beat Benavidez twice. You know who is you know one of the best flyweights of all time. Uh, always a title contender. Never won it, but always up there with the you know the Demetrius Johnsons. And yeah. then he's fought Figueroa twice, and he's done it. You know he's been there, done that. And then he beats you know Alex Perez last time out, and then he beats Brandon Moreno this time out. I mean. Or no, sorry. He he obviously had fought, fought him to a draw this draw. time, but fight of the year coming off you know the stomach infection with the big weight cuts, three weeks notice, fastest turnaround in UFC title reign history. Um, he's my personal um, fighter of the year. I I and he's and like I've said at CY, he has saved this division for the UFC. Yeah, he really has single handedly, and I think it's about his explosiveness and about his. Um, the way he finishes people, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, Mighty Mouse was more of the technician. He had finishes, but it was more about how he did it that I think Figueredo that people are drawn to. Right. Um, moving on, you know, last thing we want to mention with kind of the UFC, not really UFC, but boxing per se, Jake Paul's dumbass calling out Connor. <laughs> oh, my um, God. He, what did he do today? He threw a water balloon at fucking what's his Dylan name? Dylan Danis. Dylan Danis is a fag, though, too, so I kind of like that he getting punked. But uh, I'd take Dylan Danis over Jake Paul. Though. Yeah, but like, it was cool on. seeing Dylan Danis get punked a little bit. But I still hate Jake Paul. Hey, if he would have punked him, then he would have gotten out of the truck and tried to fight him, though, yeah. right? No, I mean, don't I throw mean, a water balloon. Just out get him pissed. Ass. Just get Dylan. But they're whatever. Jake Paul. They're both clowns. They're I get what you're clowns. saying. But um, Jake. But Jake Paul is like full on disrespecting Connor. That video he fucking made. Like, he's just trying to get him to fight him. That's all. It is. But he's, like talking shit about his wife. I know, and all that, but, bro. He, but come on. He's in no position to make that fight, so he has to do everything yes. possible. Yes. For Connor to even has he Connor even responded? He, no. He probably won't. He doesn't know who the fuck he is. That's probably what he'll say, too. Do you hear Dana's response? Uh-uh. Dana's like, yeah, I'll probably let Amanda Nunes fucking knock him out. <laughs> and I thought that was the greatest response. That's awesome. Because it was basically like, okay, my my top woman fighter would piece this kid up. Yeah. This That's is the dumbest shit. shit 
I know. I've ever. I don't even know why we're talking about I it. This shit pisses me off to my core. Thirty seconds on it. We gotta right. talk about it. But I'm almost to the point where the things that he said about his wife and shit that were so disrespectful. I was like, just fuck him up, Connor. I. I hope it's not even like a sanctioned pay per view event. I hope Connor just goes to his fucking house and knocks his ass yeah, out and then fucking I agree. Yeah. moves on. And like honestly, Connor's kind of that guy that would fucking do, do something. Dolly like that. through the bus. Exactly. Type That's shit. what I'm saying. Just fuck him up. Like he oh, he tried to do that to Khabib on the low. He what's to yeah. say he's not gonna do that to Jake Paul? He should. Oh, I would love it. I wouldn't. He, I hope he doesn't even respond. And then we just get a video one day. He just fucks him up. <laughs> this I mean, is this is embarrassing. I, this shouldn't even be talked about. You're literally calling out one of the best UFC fighters ever. Yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> what? He, he already has a fight, dude. Shut okay. the fuck up. No, yeah. no, he doesn't. Rich, his Dustin. brother has to fall. No, I, I meant Connor does. Dustin. Oh, Connor. Connor's already got a fight. Dustin. Moving on. Uh, we, if you guys saw social media last week, we posted what your guys' favorite Christmas movie is. Tis the season, so we wanted to get everyone's feeling with the film doctor of what you guys liked. Um... The movie came in as Die Hard. Some people argue that it's not a Christmas movie. It's a controversial pick. Controversial. We, have, we haven't had Film Doctor in a while. Yes. Then we throw out best Christmas movie of all time, and people respond with Die Hard. Controversy, to say the least. I mean, action, Christmas, Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's one Christmas tree in the movie. Well, I think that... I think it... You know, as the audience, I, I actually am on the side of this is a Christmas movie. It's is, one is, of my... If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is it your favorite Christmas movie? It is. Okay. Um, I was... Yeah, I love this. Okay. Because you got you to gotta take, you know, the whole atmosphere and, and bring it all in, right? They're basically held hostage at a Christmas office Christmas party. They are. Okay. So you got to take the, the weather outside, the, you know, the environment, the Christmas party at the office... It's a Christmas movie. There just sure. happened to be some terrorist and a, a crazy white cop that saves the day. I think it's a stretch. It's not a, it's not a stretch. I think it's There's a Christmas Why trees. Is it a stretch? There's gifts. There's a party. Oh, you're saying it's a stretch because it's a Christmas movie. There's yes. snow. Yes. There's everything oh, you... I, I'm you giving know? it a Christmas movie, okay. but I think it's like... You have to like explain why it's a Christmas movie where it's not just like... No, oh, yeah, well, that's, you, well, you that's gotta, why it's controversial. Yes. You got to watch it and believe it yes. yourself. I get it. So, see why. Christmas movie, yes or no? Yes. I mean, too many people say it's a Christmas movie, but not to be a Christmas movie. <laughs> I mean, I personally say it's more action than it, uh, it I, is. I put it in the action category before I put it into a Christmas movie. Can you watch it at Christmas? Yes. Can I watch it year-round, though? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, but who's to say there's not, like, okay, every Christmas movie doesn't have to be, you know, ABC. Like, it could be an action movie, or it could be a scary movie. Jingle All the Day with like, Schwarzenegger. I was going to say yeah. that, too. Uh, <laughs> Turbo Man. Um, <laughs> like a Krampus movie. That's a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? I hate Krampus. that movie. No, I'm just... Dave Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I different Krampus. Ca- Christmas movies could fall under different categories. Sure. So saying, hey, oh, it's an action movie, not a Christmas movie, doesn't doesn't help. Okay. Right. Well, let's, let's get into the movie, though. Okay. So Bruce Willis, New York cop, comes to go to his office Christmas party... I believe they are they're on the rocks, him and his wife. The yeah. relationship is not going well. Mm-mm. So he goes out there to this Christmas party, and as he's there, well, as these terrorists, Hans Gruber, played by Professor Snape, Alan Rickman, yes. is taking over Rest the building. But little does he know that John McFucking Clane, Bruce Willis, is in the building, ready to fuck shit up. He's late. He's late to the party. So mm. guess what? 
Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. He's coming up for some <laughs> fucking blood. This is such a good movie. Such a good movie. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a movie, like I said, it's a Christmas movie, it's an action movie, it's but, a movie you can but watch. Yeah, you could watch it in the summertime and it has no effect. Right. So maybe course. that's the argument. You know what I like about maybe. Die Hard is it was again, we're not from like, you know, this time period. We were obviously younger when this movie came out. Yeah. But it's definitely known as the movie that kind of set the tone for like action movies moving forward. Oh, like, for sure. Like the one guy doing like fucking shit up that really wasn't like a thing or there wasn't like like one guy saving hostages you know yeah, I mean, it was always like predator there's a bunch of people funny thing actually the same director that did die hard did predator oh, learned that when i was oh, looking wow. into this two yeah. fucking phenomenal movies right those are great anyway so yeah one guy taking down yeah, you know, no, terrorism this, and everything this led to i i feel like this was a premise for how 24 mm-hmm. started you know just jack bauer save the day the one guy kind of yeah. action movie, Jason Bourne's. Jason Bourne, yeah, Mission uh, Impossible. Know, stuff like um, that. Panic, or not Panic Room, Safe House, Hostage, yeah. all kind of those movies. Hostage also in, with Bruce Willis in it. Yeah. So I think this definitely paved the way. And definitely, obviously, Bruce Willis, you know, powerhouse actor. He's he's phenomenal. Uh, I don't think the Die Hard movies get any better than the first one. Of course not. Um, same, same with all but, movies, though. But right? I can watch... Pretty much all of those and enjoy it, and, and it's it, all and it's because right. of him. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, that's how I feel about it. Because I I love him as an actor. I I love the the action of the movies and as well as the comedy you get in within that movie of him, From Bruce Willis. Yeah, in in like the most wild scene too. Of course. You know, shooting through your shoulder. Right. With the you know the classic yippee kaye type. You know, classic. I love you know, it. You know what's funny about the movie also too is everyone besides John McClane. And the cop outside that he's talking to over the radio is kind of an asshole. Like, obviously, the terrorists are assholes. And then you have, like, the FBI guy, um, the the, uh, the principal in the breakfast club yep. that passed away. Like, he's such an asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he doesn't believe him that he's going on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's, like, talking shit about Bruce Willis in there. Like, they're just an asshole. The helicopter guy, like, the news the news reporter's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's just kind of a dick. I think it was maybe, like, that kind of New York feel. I don't maybe know. Maybe holiday New York feel type. But they're all just assholes. Uh, who knows? Yeah. I've but, never been to New York, so. That's true. They're all just dickheads, which is funny. But, I mean, some of the best action scenes, like we already talked about. But Bruce Willis in a tank top with a machine gun. <laughs> just going after. I mean, and you know what's funny, too, about the movie is they have this, like, great battle between... Um, you know, two powerhouse actors, Alan Rickman and, you know, Bruce Willis. And they're talking basically throughout the whole movie just through walkie-talkies. Yeah. Which is funny. And, like, that's another thing that's really never been done. Right. And I got to imagine that's a probably a pretty difficult concept to kind of make, like, like draw to an audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do you have this, you know, you know, bad guy, good guy dialogue that is compelling enough to kind of continue and it's super through entertaining the movie. as and well. entertaining yeah. exactly to keep them entertained throughout yeah. an hour and a half and, and, <laughs> and talking yeah. through walkie talkie. He makes you laugh. He insults them. Oh yeah, you know he taunts them. So it's it's pretty. Yeah, I like that. That's I credit, pretty interesting. I credit both actors. I also credit obviously the writer and director for how they did it. But I think both actors are really good. You have Alan Rickman who's got the obvious like the voice. You know what I mean? It's like very um, monotone and just like. John McClane, you yeah. know what I mean? He's got that mm-hmm. weird accent, but he does it really well. And um, and obviously Bruce Willis is so fucking sarcastic to him, talking shit. I love it. Um, he's like crawling through the air duct, and he has this fucking line. He's like, I don't even remember. I can't even impersonate it right now. But regardless, guys, you guys voted as the best Christmas movie. We're in for it. Huge degenerate um, Christmas movie, if you will. 
Um, we're going to definitely go into some more uh, Christmas movies, um, genres, maybe comedy, whatnot, what have you. We'll probably battle the best Christmas movie of all time. That's going to definitely be a topic. Yeah, I um, love that. So fired up for what we got to come. Yeah, so that's our movie review with the Film Doctor uh, for the Christmas movie. Um, we're going to get into it tonight, but we ran out of time. We'll get into it next week after the finale. But a little bit of Bachelorette stuff. You know, the guys watch it. We watch it. We have girlfriends. We have wives. We'll recap the whole season after the finale next week. Okay. Uh, we'll go into the final four, home visits. Um, <laughs> Hometowns. Whatever Get it, it right. Get it, get it, get it right. Get it, get this it is right. my first season watching, so I'm not... These guys are more experts. And we we kind of need to get in that conversation, too. Is yeah. is it okay if we watch this? Yeah, we'll, that's we'll, we'll get, we'll into, get that. into it next week. So. We'll get into that next week. Uh, lock in for next week. We'll have our college football preview. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get into. But thanks again for listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Keep following social medias, and we'll have some more content for you. We're out.